0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. Sure. Jojo, my dude. <laughs> up, How brother? the fuck are you doing today? I'm oh, doing okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hey, first off, today is on a whim. Yep. I know that we've been talking about getting together and crushing out a uh, out a podcast, but we never really set down a time. <clears throat> Luckily for us, Charles Whitwam, the Pig Ninja, the Pig Ninja, the pig... Shadow treacher. Yeah, Mister Shadow. I'm not showing up yeah. for the podcast today. He's a busy guy. That's that's his better name. He's so, I think he's like somewhere up in fucking Tahoe or like. like some, he is. He is. Yeah, I saw I saw something about some snow, and then he's like, "Oh, dude, like I was calling you because I'm so pumped that I got a brand new Jeep Wrangler. Or I got a Jeep Wrangler." And <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you! I'm at work." Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll take my Cummins. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? I don't have a Cummins. I have. I like a truck though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good truck. I wish I had a Cummins, but. The Uh eco-diesel, you know, I'm eco-friendly, right? Yeah. California hunter, dude. I got to be eco-friendly. Got to pay attention. Yeah, totally. Um, So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Legion (laughs) OST DIY Outdoors podcast. Uh, Today, we're coming to you from Petaluma. Uh, I got a great guest on today. We're going to discuss a million different things about California hunting, A-Zone, B-Zone, we're going to get into some turkey hunting and uh, maybe some tricks of the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a turkey hunting seminar coming up. That's right. At West I mean? Coast Archery. Yep.
1: Hans and I over at West Coast Archery yeah. doing a little seminar.
0: So Hold on. We're going to divert really quick. Okay. Is it Hans or is it Hans? Because I call him Hans. I call him Hans. I've called him Hans since 2010 when I used to show up to the shop <laughs> in the fucking back room. Yep. The right. little room. The little room. The little room. The little tiny room. Yeah. Right? When he was going from one job <laughs> to that job to like whatever. Yeah. So it's it's Hans. I believe it's Hans, but I call him Hans. Why? Just because. Just because. Just That's how it, it spells Who out. Who cares? <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Anyways. So Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, my name's uh, Joe Costarella. I'm 29 years old. I've been uh, hunting and fishing as long as I possibly could on the ocean at five. Uh, started waterfowl hunting and big game hunting as soon as I could. Yeah. Um, grew up in Sonoma County. Hunt all over wherever I can.
0: Yeah. So, where did you. We already went over where you grew up. You grew up in Sonoma County. Yeah. How long you said you've been hunting since you So, I a kid? started
1: uh, duck hunting. Uh huh. Um, probably when i was 12 years old uh-huh and then uh um, is that up here uh, um, no down in the valley or okay. up in the valley yeah, up yeah by yeah. you know williams area yeah um then i started deer hunting uh, as soon as i got my license yeah i uh, kind of grew up running dogs in Nevada marin area yeah
0: how funny is that yeah it was uh you try to run anything in marin county involving hunting and they'll kill you uh-huh pretty much but it, but they're vegans and vegetarians it, it's there's a big hunting heritage that is Marin County? Yeah, Marin, Marin County Marin. in California, in my opinion, was like huge for hunting, at least for coastal hunting. Yeah, for a lot of years, like 50s, 60s, uh-huh. maybe into the 70s.
1: People don't really think about it, but you know, before there was so many people in the Bay Area or Sonoma Marin County, it was dairy farms. It's all farm country. Know? One of the uh, guys that got us into a hunting club, first deer shot was right at where Nevada High School is. Yeah. how funny is that and now you know it's practically downtown nevato
0: yeah you know and that was probably in the early 50s or 60s but so i mean i i trip out my grandmother was born at the point Reyes lighthouse which is like you know she was 11 12 years old and she'd drive herself to the bus stop which was (laughs) i don't even know how far away (laughs) but like you know from the lighthouse all the way to town essentially Uh to get on the bus to go to school then where was school uh p- maybe Tamales yeah. or or in point long enough Rays, yeah you know i don't know I if mean? there was like, a town in point raise i don't or i can yeah i don't i don't know yeah. you know what i mean yeah so it's just it's such a trip it is it's it is you know to to have like so my family's what's that four or five generations grandkids now five generations into Marin county and whatnot yep. and uh to, you know, like my grandfather owned one of the first twelve houses ever built in Woodacre. Gotcha. You know, so yeah. like it's yeah. it's just so crazy to actually know a lot of the history.
1: Yeah, the history you know? and the heritage it all comes from. God, isn't that you know? mind blowing? I'm uh I'm 100 Italian, and that kind of got us. Well, in that's the, the North Bay yeah. was
0: like the Italian community. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. And like, dude, and especially, and I'm gonna just go back to Marin. Is like. Everything in Marin was, I feel like, run by Italians. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to name drop and like call out last names. <laughs> There's a few of them. Because I don't want to get shot, yeah. you know, disappear in Garberina's <laughs> garbage pile. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's just crazy to me, you know, it's, huh? it's how much Italian heritage is out of the North Bay. Yep. You know? A lot of it. Lot For of it. forever. Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyways. Running dogs, waterfowl hunting. So you mm-hmm. said in Williams, is your yep. waterfowl hunt? That, yeah, anywhere. Is that considered the sink? Not quite. No, okay. that's,
1: that's more like West Valley. Yeah, okay. I consider the sink more the east side. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, we started out on the west side and then got into it pretty heavy, doing uh-huh. a lot of refuge hunting in different clubs over the years. Yeah. And um, That's probably where I learned that you got to kind of, doing refuge hunting, that's where I learned you kind of got to work hard. Yeah. to be really good, you know.
0: So now refuge hunting would be considered public land. Yeah, hunting.
1: considered public land hunting, okay. and even public land, public land hunting in Sonoma County, you know. Yeah. You got to walk far, you got to get up early, you got to yeah. understand what the birds are doing and yeah, I don't help.
0: understand what the birds are doing and I'm not going to get up early for birds. So. <laughs> yeah. That's my trouble. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's awesome, man. So what would you say So you started out bird hunting. hmm You got into more bigger animals. Jumped
1: right into big game hunting as soon as I could. Uh-huh. Um, f- uh Was very fortunate to get on a few properties locally. Yeah. Uh, for archery hunting blacktails and jumping mm-hmm. on with pigs and turkeys.
0: And And you've you slayed know. some pretty nice A-Zone bucks.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been very fortunate yeah. with what I've uh, came across with A-Zone. Um, yeah. Uh, most of the time, it's it's uh, actually all my A-Zone has been private property. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a few different properties over the years. And we spend a lot of time paying attention to who's on the property and, you know, what deer are doing what. Yeah. And being really specific <clears throat> on what, what, we cho- what we choose to kill. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and something else is like, what have you found for yourself has been the advantages to having access to private land? What has been the advantages for you being like, cool... You know, I, I have this, this spot, because I've hunted A-Zone public land for mm-hmm. the most part. I've gone to a wilderness unlimited property before. Mm-hmm. As fuck all, whatever. Um, what's your experience with hunting A-Zone? And you said it's mostly private. Yeah. Um, what's your experience with that? Like, what, what do you feel like has been the advantages for you behind that?
1: The advantage, definitely, um, given that I live in Sonoma County, I'm able to drive to my private property spots and uh i get to hunt a lot you know you accessibility is like accessibility is huge yeah you know so if i want to go scout you know i can go scout you know it doesn't matter yeah Um, you know if i want to just take off for an afternoon and Mm -hmm. hunt that evening because i can i can hunt that evening yeah you know um, all my other hunting is hours away, you know, over, over three hours away. For sure. I can yeah. relate
0: to that because all my, all my high country hunting in California is.
1: Yeah. It's not like you could just leave on a Tuesday and come home that night. Yeah. You know, I get up really early for work. So, you know, come deer season, I need to be able to hunt when I can hunt. And yeah. It, it works out quite well. For sure. The other advantage would probably be, um, you know, we're, we're really respectful to the landowners mm-hmm. and, um, we archery hunt, uh, probably 95 98 percent of the time yeah um so we're really specific on what we want to kill yeah and you know if you don't kill a deer that year you don't kill a deer that year it's it's not what you know we chose to try to take off the property
0: yeah so what would you say has been um i don't want to say the the negatives but what excuse me what's the negative or disadvantage what's the disadvantages
1: disadvantages yeah um in a general term, uh, mm-hmm. there's people on the property and they don't want you guys going on. Yeah. Um, you know, for instance, um, when I used to run dogs in Marin County, disadvantage would be a, you know, that was more of the hunting club, you know, and those guys have been hunting dogs for ever. Yeah. You know, so the quality of deer goes down. Yeah. Um, you know, that's also a big social aspect though. You know, yeah. you kind of really, that's a really deer camp type of, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, another disadvantage for hunting private property is all oh, good things come to an end. Right. You know, there's been properties that we turkey hunted that were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. That we don't hunt anymore. Uh, deer properties, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's really heartbreaker too when, you know, you, it might seem, I don't know, I don't know how you would say it, but, you know, you look on a property and you see you got like five good bucks that would go Pope and Young. Uh-huh. You know, and then. Black you, too. <laughs> yeah. You know. And, you, and anybody that hunts blacktails, especially with a bow, knows that, you know, an animal that's 90% nocturnal, <laughs> it's a little yeah, it's a little difficult to stay on them all the time. And then the next year you get kicked off the property because so-and-so's uncle wants to hunt it or Someone whatever. fucks it
0: up. Or somebody or, else fucks it up. Yeah, yeah, well, and I can't remember, I know of a property just recently in the last few years in Marin that <clears> was a club. And if I understood the story correctly, and I'm, you know, don't quote me on this, but the daughter of the owner got married. Her husband, after the club dumped a bunch of money into rebuilding a bunch of shit, um, basically closed down the club, kicked mm-hmm. everybody out, and now uses it for him and his buddies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of stuff like that. That's rough, in, man. Especially up in the valley for duck hunting. Yeah. Especially up for duck hunting. That's crazy, hunting. man. Yeah.
0: Like, I couldn't imagine that. It's,
1: yeah, all good things come to an end. That's, that's... And that you said That's that too, the thing, I mean, you know? it's no different, though, from hunting public land, you know, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you've hunted areas where it was your hunting hole for five years in a row. Oh, yeah. You know, and then next thing you know... Yeah. ...article so, comes out, or, or well, somebody goes in there, it's it blown up with a million people.
0: So, I've got a, I got a, a funny story about that, and I'll go off on a tangent about it, because, fuck them, but... I had a phenomenal spot that was really good in the high country. And uh there had been a truck up there that I had noticed and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and seen for I don't know, three or four years. Right? I'd seen a guy around. And then one year he brought up some buddies. And then and that was during archery season. Then rifle season comes around. One of those buddies he brought up came back... It another two dudes? No, 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 no. With, it was like fucking ten guys. Yeah. And that guy... Plenty of other things that I won't go into detail about, you know. Um, as well as him threatening to, to fight me. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have had disagreements about...
1: Uh, ethics and that type ethics, of stuff. Ethics, yeah.
0: You know. In the field... And, uh, that's just exactly what you're saying, man. Yeah. You can have, you can have a honey hole for five years and then all of a sudden it's blown out. Now, every time when I go up there, there's a group of 15 or 20 dudes mm-hmm. that are always there and have been for the last three or four years. Yep.
1: Yep. We've ran into that at B- in B-Zone. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes though, you know, you could use that to your advantage. Yeah. You know, I mean one of the best spots i've hunted in b zone a guy that took me in there had been hunting for 30 years and he doesn't pick the best spot opening morning yeah he you know for glassing and putting a sneak on a deer for mm-hmm. rifle season he sets up where the deer are going to go from when you know yeah we call them the uh the googans uh-huh. they come running in from the trail <laughs> with their headlamps at yeah. you know
0: six o'clock when they should have been sitting there two hours ago yeah so well and that's a big thing too that i've found is you got to get out there to some spots you gotta get out like for me I like to get out there the day before you know what yeah, I mean the, yeah. get out there and get ready the day before because like you're saying dude people yep. come cut up the middle of shit in the dark blowing all kinds of crazy shit out and that's when you can catch the deer moving yep, around yep and that's that's probably one of our better
1: better things we do for B-Zone uh-huh. is setting up you know if nobody's around you you'll have them normal yeah. you know get on a glass and tit find yeah. them put a sneak in shoot them yeah you know but otherwise we're setting up like people are coming in
2: yeah and pay
1: attention to where the deer go yeah and where they you know where they're come back through yeah you know a lot of times i've seen deer jay hook right
0: well know. and those blacktail, i mean they're really well known for that kind of mm-hmm. behavior you know what i mean yeah. you bust them out and they're gonna hook right back around
1: yeah there's their home range is only a square mile yeah. so if you think about it, if you got a square mile property you know and they don't sometimes the you know the guy wants to live or the buck wants to live down the bottom in the creek but you know, mm-hmm. early early part of the season, they don't want to be. You know, they have their home core area. Yeah. And that's uh, that's actually probably why we've done so well, archery hunting Aza. Yeah. You know, it's because we learned. You know, this deer is gonna be. You know, in, in this exact time. Yeah. It's within a hundred yards of us. Yeah. You know, and we set up on them, and. You know, sometimes you only get ten minutes of daylight. Yeah, when that deer steps out, but yeah,
0: well, especially too with blacktails. Yeah,
1: especially too, yeah, with blacktails. Yeah, yeah, goes to the coast. Dude. Oh, big time, big time. You know, uh, last year, <laughs> last year um, there wasn't a buck on the property that I wanted to shoot, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad had already killed a, a really nice buck. And mm-hmm. I'd done well for a couple years in a row. Yeah, so we said, okay, this, you know, you're don't want to go you're up, but we're gonna put the focus on you getting a nice Pope and Young blacktail. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a little herd management towards the end of the season because yeah. I was, you know, still want to hunt, still yeah. want to scout, still want to go out, you know. Yeah. You know, and archery hunting blacktails is, especially how we do it, is kind of like a solo type thing, you know. Yeah. It's that we don't walk around. We don't push deer. We like to keep big bucks on the property. Yeah. Um, I watched a buck who I had n- no idea who it was, mm-hmm. and this is a ranch I've been hunting for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. He was probably a mid-120s, low-130s three-pointer. Yeah. And judging by body size and, you know, everything on him, I put him past five years old. Yeah. And I had no idea who he was. And the one thing that I learned from I like him. like that, who he was. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it, you know, we don't we don't really like to name him because it's, you know, what Steve <laughs> R- Stephen Rennell called it, uh, anthropomorphism. Yeah, 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 You yeah. know, but, you know, it's like, hey, you can't call every buck, all well, the, you know, one two and three yeah you know, it's the goofy three or yeah you know the big four or whatever yeah you know we don't give him steve frank and you know bob names but yeah. uh this buck walked out into the field and started feeding saw something he didn't like heard something he didn't like put his head up and he was a little over 300 yards from me mm-hmm. and this was during rifle season i'm really wishing i had my rifle yeah um put his head up and didn't move for 45 minutes Really? Didn't put his head down, nothing. Just look, look left, look right. You'd see that his shoulders were tense up every once in a while. And there's cats on the property, but, you know, it was a little confusing. Then that deer probably moved 20, 30 yards, another 45 minutes, head up. You really? Know, he came out early, and I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to, this is not what I expected, but I'm, yeah. I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah, you know, you, when you get a blacktail, it. Gets over 120 inches. Yeah, you know you don't. You only get so many chances at them. Yeah. So, nothing happened. To him. You walked past me too late. It was dark by the time he came past me. And no way. There's was where he was at. There was no sneaking in on him. And yeah, yeah, just deer behavior. Yeah. You got to spend time in the woods.
0: Yeah. Man, that's crazy.
1: Dude. Yeah. It was a, but it, you know, advantage of private, uh, private property is I'm excited to see. Yeah. Well, you know. D-
0: You know, you bring up a good point, and we were talking about this a little bit before we kicked it off, on variation between private to public, and, uh, you know, for the most part, when you're managing a property the way that you guys do, you know, and you're watching and keeping track of the bucks that are there, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're able to, to actually target specific bucks... And let the younger ones get bigger, and, and the whole, you know what I mean? The whole way that you guys are doing herd management, right? Mm-hmm. And then this buck that you've never seen before comes out. out of nowhere. And it was three weeks before the end of
1: the season, right? so you can't put it on, you know, he's rutting or anything yeah. like that. Like, Yeah, know, I
0: mean, he probably got pushed off of another he could property. Have. He or, could have, yeah. You know, something like that, but I, <clears throat> I just like that because we were talking about how on public land... The ability to stumble upon or, or get into a toad a toad is always there, and it's more difficult to do that mm-hmm. on private property, usually because we know all the bucks that are yeah. right in the area that are that are you know trafficking whatever spot. Yeah, definitely. But public land in B zone,
1: I've seen some absolute yeah knockout.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: One forty, one maybe even 150 class yeah well cocktails. let's
0: let's dive into b zone because so for a zone you're primarily hunting or er, private archery private archery private yeah. so now you dive into b zone mm-hmm. and you're just like crushing miles on public grounds trailheads whatever it may be a little bit of both i do have yeah. some access to private
1: property okay uh, in b zone yeah um that's always fun because you know my fiance hunts with me yeah um i absolutely love backpacking
2: yeah
1: um backpack hunting yeah i don't like backpacking
2: yeah
1: <laughs> uh but you know when it comes to you know putting yeah. 60 70 80 pounds under back and yeah. going anywhere from 1 to 12 miles yeah you know i've hunted anywhere from like i said 1 to 12 miles in, with camp on my back and hunting's just as good at can be just as good at one mile versus twelve miles versus Isn't that the people. So funny, yeah. Versus yeah. the people too, yeah. especially for California. If you look on a map on a trail map, where are you going to get twelve miles into anything? Yeah, you might walk a trail <laughs> for twelve miles, but yeah. you, but the, essentially you're gonna see other people. Doesn't yeah.
0: matter how deep you go.
1: Yeah, you know, you will see other people.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, and I I love that too about a lot of California hunting. People are like, oh. Yeah. I'm so deep in the backcountry in California. And like, they're three miles back. In my opinion, man, California doesn't really have that much back country. Just no, it doesn't. Because it's there's almost roads everywhere. And, like, yeah, sure, of course, there's definitely places where you can get out there. But yeah. for the most part, we don't have it. And,
1: and, you know, you're familiar with the Sierras more than I am. But B-Zone, those aren't mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're steep. Yeah, yeah, they're hard to hike. Yeah, yeah it's they're shale up for sure. But you know, when you go out of state and you literally gain four thousand feet of elevation without dropping down into another canyon. Yeah, you know, that's those are mountains. And then, you're still then, looking. Then at you're still looking up. You. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Those are mountains. Yeah, those, that's when you get away from people. Yeah, yeah. And that, again, that doesn't have to be twelve miles. Yeah.
0: So, what's your success been like in b Zone?
1: Success in B-Zone has been uh, pretty fun. Um, shot a nice bear this year with my bow. Uh-huh. Um, did not shoot a B-Zone buck this year. Um, now, was that for
0: lack of effort and time in the field? or uh,
1: Time in the field. And um, My fiance, Jamie, was standing right next to me when that bear came in. And mm-hmm. It was actually pretty cool because it was uh, feeding on a berry bush at about 15 20 yards for oh my god so good, it was right yeah there. No, it was my first saw it, it was at like 10 yards oh wow and uh it was during the smoke so we weren't glassing we were we were walking yeah you know it was during the fire so all the high country stuff we couldn't get in glass you get, glass. Really. get yeah, 100 yards dead. tops yeah which you know spot and stock normally you need you know good distance 1500 yards yeah, of visibility exactly yeah good so, uh, visibility yeah good visibility too yeah. So that was that was cool. She was standing right next to me. She ranged it for me. It was 63 yards when it finally presented a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, had to give it the old, you know, Meh, make it stop because mm-hmm. it was walking dead away. Yeah. And we spent the rest of the time just trying to get Jamie on a buck. And, you know, she was very ethical on what she wanted to do and how far she wanted to shoot. And, yeah. You know. Overall, I mean, we got on a few bucks, so it was it was fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: What was this her first experience archery hunting, mm-hmm. like in the backcountry, like that? A little
1: bit. Um, this was all, that was actually on private. Okay. Um, but f- it was a different experience for her. This yeah. is only like her second or third year, really getting. getting it was her into first it. year being super serious about it. Yeah. So um, having
0: more of a drive. behind yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, she she smoked a nice blacktail last year, popping around blacktail with her bow in a zone. Yeah. So she said, okay, now it's I understand. It's bigger than any blacktail
0: I've ever <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, again, private property, yeah, you know, you get yeah. to really pick and choose. Yeah. So she said, this is the year that I want to do this. I want to do this seriously. Yeah. You know, and it works out well because the group of guys that I hunt with, you know, all friends of West Coast Archery, you know, yeah. Hans, Hoagie Allen, James. Yeah. You know, we all hunt pretty much together. Yeah. For our private property. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the public land, I didn't do a public land trip this year. Last year I did uh-huh. Um, that was a, a fun hunt uh, last or last year. Um, backpacked in. My buddy Jake killed a real nice buck. Kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Like five by four with an inline. Type. No way. Yeah, it was actually it was a pretty pretty good buck.
0: You know, and it's so funny to me because I feel like I'm in a lot with B-Zone and blacktails. I see a lot of bucks that get killed out of bee zone Mm-hmm. That are trophy blacktails all day long, mm-hmm. that never get talked about, they never get posted on social media, it's... and it and it's just like, dude, I swear, some, some and I mean like families of histories mm-hmm. that have just slayed, slayed giants. All the time, and oh, it's yeah. just so, you know, it's so funny to me because it's so tight-lipped. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's, a,
1: that's interesting you say that. I was, a, I was actually a little nervous to do the podcast because I'm not a big social media guy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do well for myself. You did great, dude, I don't want to hear your bullshit. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I don't like to brag, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, mean, yeah. I know you do really well and I see your pictures because you show them to me. Yeah. But I'm not on social media or yeah. anything like that. So yeah. the guys that I'm No one, with.
0: So few, for anybody out there that's like, man, I want to look this guy up and see his, his successes, how can anyone look you up? They
1: can't. Yeah, they can't really. I, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, the year before, last year, the year before that, I killed a 24-inch blacktail. Yeah. You know, 3 by 2 It was 24 on the button. I didn't even put it on my Facebook page. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the year before that was a low 140s. Yeah. So it's
0: kind of... Low 140s. Yeah. Because that's, that's, you know, that's, that's not a regular thing. That that's was a, a small block That, that was a three right year
1: there. chase trying to stay on that buck. but
0: So you chased you chased it for three years. Yeah. Public or private? Private.
1: Private. Private. Yeah. But, you know, I, I have done some, you know, public land stuff in B Zone that I'm happy about. You yeah. know, I, I understand the difference between, you know, you shoot a, let's just say a 20 inch 4x4, means a lot more on public land. Yeah. Than it does on private property, For I totally sure. get that, yeah. And I've done both, I'm about 50 yeah. 50 yeah. on success rate versus yeah. public versus private, yeah. So it's
0: well, and I love the misconception that a lot of people think that if you're hunting private, you're guaranteed into oh, a heck success, no, success, man. Heck no, people don't realize that when you are hunting private, like because I know a lot of dudes that hunt private property all the time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they don't kill deer every year. Success is an interesting word, though, because, I mean, yeah, you've hunted
1: enough now year it's like, hey, you know, I went on a baller trip, didn't kill anything, Yeah, but that's totally worth it, you yeah. know? I took a guy pig hunting last year, mm-hmm. and we went on a five-mile death hike, <laughs> you know, in the heat, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Maybe saw a pig, or maybe heard a pig in the bush type of thing, like... Never saw what it was. Never saw it run out. Yeah. Could have been a pig. All you know, could have been a big bull squirrel. You know? Right. He said he ranked that in the top uh, five experiences he's ever had. Hunting. Hunting. Yeah. And he's a new hunter. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, dude, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. But, you know, you don't go there for the haircut or the sunsets, you know. I mean, right. you're there to kill something. And yeah. enjoy the outdoors. And he, you know, he thought it was the most successful thing ever. Yeah. Which was great to see yeah which is great to see that's why i didn't really care if i didn't kill a B zone buck last year because you know i watched hoagie who's been busting his ass for three years in Mm b-zone just turn of events didn't get on a deer it's not lack of trying i mean hunting is a lot of luck yeah you know
0: well and that's something i've been saying it's like 90 percent luck and 10 percent skill but then also 10 percent kill 90 percent right yeah yeah, definitely. If that makes sense, oh, to you. Big you understand that right no, big time. No, it does.
1: Once you hit that ten percent of hunters <coughs> that kill,
0: you know, most
1: of the bucks. Yeah. But you know, Hoagie smoked a nice buck last year with his bow, and it was probably one of the cooler
0: things that I've ever seen because mm-hmm. he worked his ass off for, sure. for it. For sure. For
1: sure. Worked his ass off for
0: it. Yeah, and I, and I love, I love that you bring that up too, because I probably don't touch on it enough as you know, definition of success in the backcountry. Yeah. Either. Like on a hunt. The new guy that you had in Montana. Yeah dude that spoiled him, him, him for fucking life
2: spoiled him yeah.
0: <laughs> you know but it's like hey now he understands like you yeah. know well he on that trip in montana like dude he got i broke him in dude like, yeah he got like seriously seriously broken in for yeah. sure yes, you know like exactly. he packed out two elk and a deer mm-hmm. in his first hunting experience that's a lot my, that's a lot his first day hunting was like sub 10 degrees Right. That's balls cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he killed that buck at three hundred yards, it was completely crisp, calm, no wind whatsoever day, and there's ice crystals floating around. Uh uh-huh. huh. You know what I mean? Like, it was balls cold the whole time.
1: So I've wondered what's the best way to break people in like that. You know, I broke, I broke Jamie in my fiance. Uh huh. Slow and easy. Yeah. Started with a turkey hunt, mm-hmm. next going to private property, you know, for I like pigs. to throw
2: people
0: to the wolves, dude.
1: And that's what we ended up doing this year in Idaho with hers. Yeah. You know, it was <laughs> storming the whole a, way there.
0: You guys had a trip in yeah, Idaho. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, I've also taken guys like you did where it's just, we're going to go balls deep right off the bat. Yeah, and for sure. you're going to see, you know, the guys, my buddy Jake, who killed that nice blacktail, they had never gone on a backpacking trip. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, this... It's like you always say no weak shit
2: i mean this no is, weak shit this dude. is hard you yeah. know i
1: mean it's a lot of walking to get to where you yeah. want to go it's uncomfortable it stormed on us for four or five days out of the week-long trip yeah you know and you're out of a tent yeah you know it's not like you can go back to the truck yeah you know or i'm not going back to the truck taking this time <laughs> enjoy off of that work. walk bud yeah <laughs> you know and some people handle it differently when for they just sure. get right into it
0: yeah what well, and then also, like, uh, you know, when you, for me, when I'm taking new guys out, like, I kind of just want to give. I don't. This sounds bad. You want to give the same experience that you've seen. No, I mean thing? like I'm gonna give somebody the worst experience of their life, not in not necessarily like literally like a, I'm gonna give them a terrible hunting experience. I want to give, but them they need the, to see what it's like. Their best hunting experience that's the most authentic. Yes, if that yes. makes sense. Oh, babe, to me it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I so when I say terrible hunting experience, that's what I mean mm-hmm. is like, you know, like whether whether we're we're killing things or we're not killing things, like hang on to your butt because we're going to be putting down miles. We're going to be spending time behind glass.
2: Yeah.
0: It's going to be cold. It's going to be hot. You know, you're going to run out of water. You're going to hurt. You're you're going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't, I'm not big on like, like even when I take people out to Cloverdale to take Take them pig hunting,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Like people are like, oh, cool. Like, what should I expect? And they're usually expecting some like rolling golden hills and Uh some water ponds and like you know some bullshit right now cloverdale's and like, up and down bro dude, cloverdale like dude my, the property that i do is 800 miles and like on a good day we've racked out 10 miles mm-hmm. on the property mm-hmm. and that's straight up and straight down yeah yeah you know what i mean like yeah there ain't much to glass because it's thick yeah 100
1: 100 when in january alan and hoagie and i went pig hunting yeah our annual uh new year's day pig hunt yeah and i did uh i think 8.2 miles in an afternoon hunt right you know it's, yeah then i tracked it on my on my watch because i yeah. you know want to know yeah you guys see what's going on yeah and you know especially with pigs you know it's nice if you could sit there if there's pigs everywhere and glass them out but yeah if you talk to anybody that's really good they're moving yeah you're moving up and down you're, yeah you're covering ground you know For i asked sure. i asked uh charles mm-hmm. what do you think one of your best successes is on shooting pigs especially because you know i've hunted lake sonoma like he has yeah. You know, and he's one of the few guys that shoots a lot of pigs. Oh yeah, he does not stop. He does mm-hmm. not. You know, there. He doesn't understand. You don't stop
0: it. until you find him. Exactly,
1: exactly. You and then you know, and that's that's the cool thing about pig hunting is you know, one of the ranches we hunt up north. Mm-hmm. It's nice we could do it all from a truck. Mm-hmm. You know, or an ATV. Yeah. You know, and it does Yeah. You know, you don't have to hike. Yeah. Like that, but. Yeah. Pig hunting, you gotta move.
0: You gotta move. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So. If some if someone's looking to get into hunting blacktails and B zone or like, you know, really get out there and and maybe try it for their first time or you know mm-hmm. anything like that, what would you recommend? Uh, I would definitely um,
1: get a general idea off the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that you have to trust everything on the internet and all your yeah. you know California game magazines and all that
0: stuff yeah it, d- it doesn't matter you're talking like forums yeah and like onyx, stuff.
1: e-scouting i believe in e-scouting big yeah. time and i believe in onyx um you know if you can't get on private property yeah there's still plenty of public it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. you know a zone's a little bit different because it's tight you know the you know there's not that much public property in a zone yeah but b zone is huge it's national forest you know it's blm mm-hmm. land you could you can get literally get lost in there oh for sure you know and, um, people do. and people do, you know, even experienced guys. do. Yeah. But one thing I would recommend is, you know, put your time in. Mm-hmm. You know, don't expect to kill something. I still don't expect to kill something mm-hmm. ever.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, for yeah. sure. And it's I relate to that. Yeah, you Me can't. Too. You can't. You know, yeah. But you put your time in. Eventually, eventually, it will happen. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons why I'm successful is because I put my time in, and I surround myself with guys that um are really good yeah. you know i shoot my both. some of the best shooters in the state yeah you know i duck hunt with some of the best duck hunters in the state yeah you know it's i'm not better cool. than or than anything you know i ask you all the time you know hey what's the difference between the guy jacket and the axis jacket yeah. for, for kuyu you know yeah. what's your opinion yeah you know
0: yeah well i mean i'm out you know
1: you're there you're I'm, in the field
0: and i'm not light on my gear
1: that's no for damn sure. and neither am i so you, I mean, know. you know ask questions to guys that yeah. you know We'll give you answers. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of public property to go out there. You don't have to backpack. Yeah. You know, know, a lot of guys do really well just a mile from the truck.
0: One of my buddies recently, and we're going to actually be doing a podcast on this, is coined the term ultralight truck hunting. Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 Which I'm really excited to dive into that, but. Yeah. I, I get it. I understand the concept completely. Yeah.
1: And, you know, like you said, truck hunting. Is, I do both half my trips a year are backpacking, the other half trips are hunting from wall tent.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? Right. So it doesn't matter. There's deer everywhere. Yeah. You just got to get out there and look. Yeah. You got to go get out there. Spend yeah. time. Be patient.
2: Yeah.
1: Just because you haven't seen a deer in an hour doesn't mean you won't see it. You know, you don't need to move. Yeah. Give time. Time to spots, you know? Right. You know? And that's one thing that, you know, my advantage of private property A zone is. You know, I've learned that a deer can take an hour to go 10 yards. Yeah. You know, and that well, 10 yards. Well, that's what you are talking
0: about with that buck. Yeah. And 45 that deer, minutes that and deer was went, in the open, too. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, like literally, I've sat at 500 yards on the gun ready to smoke a blacktail and he steps behind a bush in B zone and it takes him 45 minutes to come out of the other side of the bush.
0: That sucks.
1: You know, and he's not betting down where you could still see his head up and his, yeah, and his he's feet. he's still moving. He's still there. Yeah. You know? So be patient. Yeah. Be patient and go. And go as much as you can. Yeah. I don't give a shit what the moon Time is. Time in the field. Yeah. I don't give a shit what the moon is. I don't give a shit what the weather is. Oh, man. I, I'm still yeah.
0: out there, dude. If there's a full moon and moon, I swear, moon phase... Plays a huge role in deer hunting. But oh, that doesn't stop me. No, doesn't stop me. Doesn't stop me at all. Might pay
1: attention to, you know, what what's going on. I might put it in the back of my mind, you know, full moon means that they might move a little more in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, you're 12 to 3. Yeah. You know. In the which, middle of the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, that's probably better off when you could shoot a deer right realistically <laughs> yeah you know no one's everyone's gonna be sitting at camp drinking beer or, yeah. or you know kicking kicking and relaxing well
0: and i can say for myself man and and a lot of the people that i've hunted with my whole life like i don't know that many of us that have and i, I know plenty of people that have but out of my group i don't know that many of us that have gotten that like daybreak buck right mm-hmm. and like i've missed a daybreak like, buck, mm-hmm. but most of my bucks have been later in the day later in the day yeah like 10 10 a.m and 10 a. M. Later.
1: that's actually it's funny you say that because i missed a nice day big brook that mm-hmm. um somebody down the canyon who friend of a friend shot it yeah and it was like a 23 inch three pointer oh, it's just no. a smoker you know 12 yeah. inch tines in yeah. b zone wow it was, it was a it was a nice buck candlesticks. Well, yeah candlesticks exactly Candlesticks. yeah it was a, that one was a rough one he stopped i can't wait to uh, try and
0: kill the blacktail.
1: let's go Sure, if you want I might be down. Okay. Oh yeah. I might be down. That
0: uh, I just don't know if I'll have the time for it. I got so much other stuff going on.
1: Blacktails. I see blacktails in B zone. It's at daybreak. Yeah. First ten minutes daybreak, and again at ten a.m. Yeah. You don't see them. You know, you still glass from seven yeah. to ten.
0: But for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, for me, one of the biggest things, and especially out, you know, where I hunt, glassing. Isn't even an option, really. Like for your Cloverdale property? No, 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 no. For my, for where I hunt up in the D Zone. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just too thick, dude. There's yeah. not much. There's really not much to glass up there. Where I do most of my elk hunting is like that.
1: Yeah. You you can't actually. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which is like, a lot of people are like, well, I wouldn't even hunt there if I can't glass it, you know. But I, I wouldn't do it. But for me, like, I love it, man. No, oh, big time. Bro. I love it, dude. Big time. You know. Yeah, I,
1: I, I'm a big proponent of. You know, do stuff that you're uncomfortable with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I prefer to glass. Yeah. I prefer to sit down on a, on a mountaintop with my
0: cup of coffee. See, now, I prefer to do it out of state. Uh-huh. I prefer to glass. But here in California, I prefer to, like, just get into the thickest shit that I can find. Go bust brush. And not even bust brush. Ninja through. Mm-hmm. As quietly still as possible. It? I mean, that's how I do most of my stuff is all still hunting, so... Yeah, just get through it as as quietly as possible. I mean, and I've killed more bucks out of California D zone with my bow than I ever have Mm -hmm. with my rifle. You know, I think I've killed I think like eight bucks now in California D zone with a bow. With a bow, it's good. You know, hell good. Because I just I prefer to kill with a bow, big time.
1: Sam, Sam, I rifle hunt for fun. Yeah, for group of people yeah for the trip for the yeah. experience yeah you know a bow hunt yeah, for more personal reasons yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah and then you know for me for out of state majority I haven't gotten I haven't done much out of state archery hunting I've, I've archery hunted Nevada mm-hmm. um a little bit but that's a,
1: a, I did Nevada this year uh huh uh archery hunting and my buddy Stephen who got me into archery hunting yeah um smoked a real nice buck and Oh really? Yeah, he got a really good buck and that's the, right and the Humboldts and it was a that trip was uh that, that was an interesting trip. We we busted ass trying to get in there. Uh-huh. Um you know, there was one guy where we parked the trucks. It wasn't even a trailhead. Uh-huh. We did a lot of e scouting. Uh-huh. Either Neither one of us could, you know, make a bonsai trip. He lives in Idaho, you uh-huh. know, here in Sonoma County. I couldn't just go to Nevada for the yeah. weekend. Yeah, um, I've hunted the Humboldt, so yeah. I I know I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, it takes you a day to get in. Oh, you for know, sure. It's not it's not a weekend scout trip. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time on the internet trying to figure it out. And <laughs> what are we gonna do here? Yeah, and it's <laughs> not the first time we've hunted. You know. Yeah. Nevada and high country, you yeah. know, twelve thousand feet type stuff. So we understand, you know, it's a. Bitch. Isn't
0: that stuff in Nevada just beautiful? Oh
1: God, it's gorgeous. You know, we saw more mountain goats than we did muleys. <laughs> which was uh unexpected yeah but you know we saw good amount of a bo- uh, good amount of bucks yeah so,
0: that's wish, awesome i
1: wish they would do a tag for the goats over there that's for sure
0: so for anybody that's looking for archery right because you do a fair yeah. amount of archery hunting mostly you know so what's your archery kit makeup uh last year
1: uh i shot a um rx1 uh-huh uh, first bow that 80 pounds i wanted for to... sure and it
0: has that keep hammering signature on there too uh
1: that's i think that's this year's oh okay. the, it has the new uh cam hand signature on it yeah it was the first one that i shot um at 80 pounds and a real heavy arrow yeah um you know you hear all this stuff about foc and speed and versus kinetic energy and all that stuff so i said you know what i'm gonna shoot a hella
0: heavy arrow and mm-hmm. a lot of weight and call it a day call it a day and, a day. Yeah. and uh that gets the job yeah, done on I mean, both ends of the spectrum. It, it, exactly. I mean, you can't really debate that. No. That's
1: just science. No, I mean, it, it blew through <laughs> the bear I killed at 63 yards. Yeah. You know, bear went 20 yards and piled over dead. Yeah. Um, hoagie shoots the same setup as I do. Or, um, you know, same arrow, heavy weight, heavy bow. Yeah. I watched him take a quartering away a shot and clean cut five ribs. Wow. Oh you know, I did. I think he showed yeah, me a picture of like the spare
0: ribs. I mean yeah. at distance too. Yeah. What broadhead was he shooting for that? Was
2: it the uh,
1: I believe they're extremes. Are they? Yeah, they might have been hypergermics rage, but I feel like they're a tripan for some reason. The raised tripan?
0: No I don't rage? think
1: so. It might have been. It was a rage, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um either way it was a big cutting cutting diameter. And like cut dude, just wrecked every single rib. Like <laughs> like like went through a buttons off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then uh that's all set up, you know, through West Coast Archery. Yeah. You know, I really, really trust Hans and Adrian on bow tuning and yeah. set up and well, you know, pay attention to what they say when it's you know, not hey, only that this
0: versus this and let's try this. But something that I you know, and, and not we'll talk about West Coast because that's the shop we both go to and mm-hmm. that's our local shop here in our town. But the biggest thing that I realized over the years of archery hunting is is your local pro shop is gonna benefit you so much more um, than using a sportsman's, a sportsman's or a dicks yeah. or a fucking Cabela's Big or time. Shields or something like that because they're gonna give you the one on one time. Uh-huh. They're gonna help. They're gonna they're they are there for you. Literally as a customer Literally. you know what i mean yeah and if you go to a pro shop that's not like that find a different pro shop but
1: big time yeah find a pro shop that's good that if wanna spends time with you
0: yeah you
1: know totally uh, you know alan helps out there he's yeah. spent many of afternoons helping me you know you know tune broadheads tune my bow yeah you know gone up to hans's house and shot broadheads helped me tune my bow help mm-hmm. me you know shoot fixed blades for out-of-state hunts yeah you know did Three fetch versus four fletch versus Blazers versus AE veins. The helix. The helix, you know, <laughs> adding thirty grains, <laughs> taking
0: twenty grains out. All we that just stuff. added fifty to all my arrows this year, yeah. so I'm pretty excited. Heck for yeah, it will be yeah. blowing through stuff, no problem. I hope. Yeah, I hope. I mean, not really though, because I went up from four hundred to four fifty, so I was shooting an already light arrows. Exactly, but four fifty, you're already at that point where it's now. I think you're going
1: through stuff. You know, yeah, I I'm mean, shooting four ninety now. Uh uh-huh. huh. And I shit. don't want to really put any more in there because I'm only a 28 inch draw. So I still yeah. want to keep some speed. Yeah. You know, as you know, pig hunting, the pig yeah. can go from five yards to 40 yards without in a blink of an eye. So you still yeah. want to be able to shoot. And
0: without him. leaving any blood because you yeah. fatty fucking exactly. bastards that seal their own but, holes.
1: I mean, I've, every blacktail I've ever shot with my bow, mm-hmm. except for one, has been a pass through. And yeah. one, it ricocheted off the spine because I took a frontal.
0: Yeah. And that deer. On his tracks for sure, yeah. for sure. So, so you got a Hoyt. Uh huh. What else are you got? What are you running for release? Uh, I'm running a uh, True Ball, uh, Abyss, it's mm-hmm. a thumb button.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also sh- um, running all Swarovski, Optics, Crispy mm-hmm. Boots, mm-hmm. uh, Kuyu. Um, what uh, I'm a big fan of spending money? So yes, yeah. well, I mean, it's a good hobby to spend money. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah.
0: So what crispy boots do you run if for archery season? Because I, I made a mistake this year, which I'll go into after. Uh-huh. You tell me about what boots you're running. But yeah. uh, I run the guides, the, the big boys. Are the guides leather?
1: Yes, all leather.
0: So they're hot.
1: They are a little hot, but I prefer the leather. I prefer to have a big, stiffer boot.
0: The guy, Are the guides the bigger version of the Nevada? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, they're, I believe they're uninsulated. But uh-huh. if they are insulated, it's only two hundred grams. Yeah, they're. Yeah. I
0: think they are. I'm pretty sure the Nevadas are insulated. When I spend
1: mentally. You know, big big money on yeah. boots or you know optics or something, I try to do it once and I try not to have more than one of them. Yeah, you know, just because, you know, well, I think it's Cody Rich that says spend money on tags, not not gear. Yeah. But I like to spend money on gear big time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I prefer my guides though. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, I can do everything in them. I mean, like, literally, I, they are hot for, you know, A zone. Yeah. They're perfect for B zone when you're hiking in the shale. Yeah. You know, I hunted Idaho this year in the snow with them, and it was fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, so for my Nevadas, so that was my mistake that I made, right? Is mm-hmm. I got a pair of Nevadas, and I was like, these are going to be great boots, you know, blah, 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 whatever. So I ran the Nevadas scouting a zone this year Mm -hmm. and it was so hot that i had scorch spots in my boot because my feet were too hot like and i i had to like i was standing on my tippy toes in my boot trying to keep my heels up to not burn the shit out of my feet what socks were you running do you remember i think dude i think honestly i was running like my carhartt workforce socks. yeah
1: see I've done a couple trips. I did a trip to Nevada a few years ago uh-huh. with some Loa's, and it wrecked my feet. Yeah. I mean, wrecked my feet. Yeah. You know, bruise rings around my Achilles, giant blisters, the yeah. whole nine yards. So I, I said, I'm not doing any more big trips like this unless I can get my feet under control. Yeah. You know, because I was done. You know, yeah. I mean, I got to camp.
2: Yeah.
0: And I f- was painful going on stocks. Well, so uh, for me, the year prior, I'd run the Scarpa uh Rebel Ks Uh that Kuyu sells. Yeah. And they were phenomenal boots for me for the entire year. And I took three months of hiking off. And when I got back into them that spring, I couldn't hike a day without blisters all over my feet. Yeah, that's horrible. And I don't even know why. I I don't know what changed. I don't know why that started happening because I loved that boot. Uh huh. You know, and I kind of just got to a point, and then I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to buy the Nevadas. Yeah. So I ended up buying the Nevadas. I ran into the heat spot problems. I had that at my as the hot spots. Right. Yeah. So so then I switched over. Well, I still have the Nevadas, right? So I got the Nevadas for my late season shoe. Yep. For my late season boot. And then I got the uh, Idaho's. Yeah, those are nice And ones. the Idaho's are, for me, for archery season and earlier season hunts, mm-hmm. when it's still hot out, they're amazing. Yeah, those are nice. You know, for and, sure. like, sure, could I, like, <laughs> could I have bought a tag for the price of one of those pairs of boots? Absolutely. But having comfort oh, in big the time. backcountry. I mean, like, I've spent my entire life hunting, and I'm at the point in my life where, like, I'm more concerned about being comfortable while I'm out doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Then. You know, roughing it in a pair of fucking shitty boots. Uh, some pair of Danners or something. You know, yeah. in a pair of shitty boots, and then getting another tag somewhere else. Yeah. No, I you know feel you mean? on that.
1: I feel on that. One thing for me to help with boots is f- figuring out socks. Socks. You know. For- That's
0: something that I haven't, I mean, I, f- primarily for me when I'm out hunting, I'm always running the Kuyu's wool sock. Yeah.
1: You know. For early season, I'll run right socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're full polyester, and you know, they have a inner liner on uh-huh. them stitched in a um, poly sock yeah really I, I like them i'll have to uh, check those out yeah, I, I wear who them makes right them right now right socks i wear them every day too i'm feeling your foot okay. yeah yeah there's an inner liner on how's them. that feel good I there totally to is an inner liner uh-huh. in there i'll give you a pair if you, you guys want. could see this i'm
0: fingering his foot yep here.
1: yeah i tried those out and i said wow i really like these socks enough to wear them every day yeah and then you know colder stuff you know i'll put on good darn tufts or you know other or kuyus
0: or yeah other specialty socks yeah but Socks really helped. Anyways, after boot, tangent, (laughs) boot tangent. um, For gear, you said you run Kuyu's gear. Mm -hmm. Um, What? And it's so funny because most California hunters that I know all run. There's a couple. There's a couple guys that don't. Yeah. Most California guys I know all run Kuyu, and people actually have given me shit that, you know, we talked to too many guys that run Kuyu on a podcast. And I'm like, dude, it's not my fault that everybody I know wears yeah, the same gear. You know, Maybe that just means that
1: it's actually pretty good gear. I bet you you go close to Bozeman and everyone's <clears throat> going to wear Sitka. Uh, yeah, you go, or you, or First Light. Yeah, you know, you go close somewhere in Idaho, a lot of yeah. people run First Light. Yeah. You, you rep what's close to you. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, it's my home state. Yeah. But anyways, for archery, what's, what's your, are you running attack pants? Are you running Tiburon pants? You most know. of Tiburons. Most of Tiburons? Most of Tiburons for archery hunting. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. and then are you like a merino top fan, or are you a peloton? Uh, I'm a merino top fan. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like the
1: merino. Same. Same. I like the merino. I like to keep merino long sleeve. Mm-hmm. You know, there's usually mosquitoes in A zone. Yeah. And then B zone, I just don't like the long. I
0: like the long sleeve. Fuck mosquitoes, dude. Yeah, I know. You know the pro trip pro trick with that, right? What's that? Three match heads. You were telling me about that. I told That's you. Right. That, didn't yes, I? you did. You yeah. did. Yeah. 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 So. What I'll do is I keep a paper matchbook in my hunting pack, uh-huh. and instead of bug spray, which, like, sometimes I use bug spray, but for the most part, I'll clip out with a nail clipper, three match heads, and I'll eat three match heads. Yeah.
1: I can believe that. Changes your pH, changes the soreful ever. lever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you Essentially, what it does, you know, if we had Jamie, Jamie could look it up on a podcast, but... I'm not Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's like Jamie Joe Rogan or (laughs) or my Jamie. No, no, no. no, no. I don't know if she too well. Yeah, no, she'd be like, fuck you guys. I'm going (laughs) to kick you both square in the (laughs) nuts. But, um, match heads. Anyways, um,. Yeah, changes the pH, Change. I I totally understand why it would... Yeah. Or what it would do. Yeah. And it... And my experience... Because where I hunt is, like, swampy and riddled with yep. goddamn mosquitoes. Yep. And it's gross. Yeah. And, like, dude, I've been out there and pulled up to dudes on... That are, like, on the side of the road and getting out and getting ready to go hunt. On their hunt. And, uh... It will like if you look at their back from like their tailbone to uh, their shoulder there'll be a 100 mosquitoes yeah. trying to chew through their whatever their vest, their shirt, their jacket, whatever it is that they have on, right? So I mean that's for me that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. You know. And it actually works pretty well. Yeah, I'm going to try
1: that. I'm I'm going to try it this year, especially yeah, try in it. turkey season.
0: Yeah. You know, it's and it's not like trying to give you diarrhea or anything no you know. and
1: you're not covering yourself with bug spray and getting all sticky and
0: no do you cut do you do any any scent mass when you're bow hunting
1: uh a zone i do yeah a zone i run my thermocell. uh i think if they're gonna smell you it doesn't matter what you're wearing yeah so you know i'm a big big fan um of playing your win one of the questions you wrote down i wanted to get to is you had said uh uh, what does it say about the weather? Uh, you'd ask me like, "What what type of weather do you prefer when hunting?" Okay. If hunting B zone. Yeah. And I was thinking about that because the biggest thing for me, for no matter where I'm hunting, yeah, is just have a consistent wind. Yeah. You know, guys talk about like having great rain and all that stuff. Better get up to B zone. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. I've seen more hunts get screwed up because you have a, you know a swirling wind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you know nothing consistent. Swirling winds. Yeah, Socks. yeah, I know. It's it makes the whole hunt hard whether there's animals there or not. Yeah. It adds that adds pressure to it. Yeah. So for scent control, I'll hunt a good wind. Yeah. And uh, I'll usually use some type of cover scent, earth cover scent. And, have
0: you have you ever heard of guys harvesting their bladders out of the deer that they've killed the year before and then saving the the deer?
1: Yeah, penis? you know I don't I don't I think. You don't think that'll I work? I don't think it works. I mean, honestly, you know, I think if they're going to smell you, they're going to smell you. Yeah. And when you're bow hunting, it's either, you know, they're gone. Yeah. You know, There's rival no. hunting, you might get away with something. You know, they might smell you at 500 yards. Send
0: in a chip. Send in the chip shot. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've watched some spots before, and I've seen deer... Walk eat, out. Sneak out. five, six, seven hundred yards ahead of dudes. Big when time. the wind is not in their favor. Big time. And it's like... I watch it, and I'm like, dude, that is insane, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Like, that's far. It
1: happened to me in Uh B-Zone. It happened to me in B-Zone. I laid down, glass in, saw a really good buck.
2: Yeah.
1: Called a buddy on the radio. I wanted him to come shoot it. I got off the gun. Yeah. Wind was going towards the deer. They got up, slowly snuck out, and Jay hooked back. No way. And I watched the entire thing, and by the time I picked up where the deer was again, it was too far to shoot. Yeah. I mean they didn't see me, one hundred percent didn't see me, and that was at two hundred and fifty yards and it went a slight downhill thermals. Musicians, dude. Yeah. Sneaky little ninjas.
0: Right? Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about out of state hunting. Okay. You talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Right? So how was your 2018 season out for out of state? Where'd you put in for, what'd you get, what are you uh, doing?
1: 2018 was a blast. Um, I said I hunted Nevada, mm-hmm. backpack trip for yep. archery muleys. Uh, I did not kill a deer there. Yeah. Um hunted hard. You know, my buddy killed, um, Steven killed a nice buck on day two. Yeah. Um, that was a fun trip. Beautiful country above Timberline, 12,000 feet. Just, you know, more experience, uh, mm-hmm. low success rate on the unit we hunted but wanted to hunt it you know then uh i did four days in arizona for a a management hunt for Mm -hmm. elk yeah uh snowed for the first two days so it made hunting pretty difficult for (laughs) uh, archery yeah i bet yeah um little unfortunate turn of events i cal called in a nice raghorn took a shot at 53 yards heard the smack of the arrow Mm -hmm. never found any blood never found my arrow but um,
2: rough. yeah it was
1: you know i'm confident that i hit it because i heard it yeah but who knows and yeah. then uh did uh 12 days in idaho on a well, horse trip
0: let's talk about that real quick just because like man that's difficult you know that's mm-hmm. difficult when you hit you you don't know if you hit the animal that happened to me this year mm-hmm. and i found a drop of blood before i ended up finding my arrow and finding out that i didn't hit it with my arrow and it was a tiny little graze mm-hmm. if anything but I mean, that's, uh and that's part of hunting, though. Like, that's part it of is. the responsibility, and it doesn't, to me, when you tell me something like that, like, that doesn't mean that you didn't take an ethical shot. That doesn't no. mean that, like, you know, where, where were your ethics in that? Like, you know, like... My ethics were I had
1: plenty of light. I ranged it. I took my time. I went through my shot sequence completely. I practiced
0: out to 100 yards. Dude, some sometimes it doesn't work out it doesn't work out i mean you could you even know? center you could even drill that puppy in the 12 ring and it doesn't work
1: out yeah i mean i've I, I put an arrow through a black tail a couple of years ago yeah straight through its heart it still went 100 yards yeah and
0: it's and i didn't and find if any there's blood, no blood for, dude that's rough and yeah. it can disappear mm-hmm. if you if you don't know about like for me i'll get down on my hands and 100%. knees and i will go track to track and i will count one foot, two foot, three foot, four foot, yep. one foot, two foot. Broken gla- broken braids of glass, whole nine yards. Everything. Where I shot this up yeah. was on rock. So there was no track. Nothing, dude. And the, to find a scuff is going to be it's, damn near impossible. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was on rock. I mean, I've seen guys shoot pigs and, you know, go 100 yards, no blood, and the guy tracks them straight through grass mm-hmm. just by broken grass mm-hmm. and, like, scattered grass, you know? Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Uh, I'm... I'm fairly confident I hit that elk because I heard it. Yeah. In my practice distance, you yeah. know, 53 yards isn't that far. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's then totally when I crazy. did uh, 12 days or 10 days in Idaho backcountry mm-hmm. with my friend Stephen, his wife Jessica, and Jamie, my fiance, yeah, we went uh, five for seven mm-hmm. on tags, and that was a rifle hunt. Um,
0: killed a nice elk. Five she- out of seven tags. Yeah. That had to be rewarding. That was a that was a lot of work. Now, did you guys do a pack in hunt? Yeah, or? we we horsed in. Okay. Um, like a drop lo-
1: camp. Yeah, like a drop camp type. Okay. Thing. That was a lot of work though. You know, yeah, that's a lot of tags to fill and a lot of meat to pack. If you're really in think a about short it, period in of a time. short period of time, I think we yeah. hunted ten days. Yeah. Um, so you know, pretty much every other day we were packing animals, mm-hmm. and anybody that's packed an elk knows that it's usually guys are usually pretty wrecked after a day of packing an elk you know <laughs> yeah so you know you pack a deer pack an elk pack a deer pack or pack a deer hunt a day yeah kill an elk pack a deer hunt a day kill an elk you know it was it was cool yeah saw wolves for the first time how was that uh it was pretty it was pretty cool we spotted him i thought it was a coyote at first mm-hmm. we were hearing him all night and stuff around us mm-hmm. uh, it was actually probably feeding on jamie's uh gut pile really yeah and then uh my buddy steven tried to Go shoot one of the wolves because we he did have a wolf tag yeah he's a super crossfitter and shape guy and had mm-hmm. like a mile and a half run through the mountains to go shoot it and oh, ended wow. up running into about a 26 inch four by three on the way there and he shot and that he shot the deer instead oh good for you. yeah him. so <laughs> yeah and then uh we ended up cow calling in a uh, uh a bull for his wife in yeah. late october yeah came running up and probably one of the cool experiences I've seen is she shot this thing with a 7 mag and it was you know snowing kind of it was evening yeah and that thing took a bullet and just gave out this
2: beautiful
1: steam you know through its mouth and ended up dying right there right in front of us at like no 75 way. yards yeah Cal called in heard a real faint bugle and Stephen started Cal calling called it all right up
2: wow
1: yeah late October how cool is that yeah, it was. it was cool to see yeah, I mean, I mean, it was all all four of us were sitting there. Yeah. To, so, I mean, it's like, you know, I've called in elk and bugled the elk before, but usually it's like... You got like, the whole team there. Yeah, you had the whole team there. Everybody yeah. got to experience together. You know, when you're archery hunt, it's usually personal. You usually, you know, it's got to be careful when to draw on everything you your rifle. Right on. Yeah. Just, you know, plug them at 100. And yeah. It's cool. Ah, out of state was fun. A lot of fun this year. Yeah. Did a lot of hunting. Yeah. So, I can't... Felt I can't a lot of fun. tags. Yeah, we did good on tags. Um, yeah, there's only a few tags I didn't get, and I'm like you. I keep I hold on to my tags. I don't fill.
0: Dude, I have. A, I'll show you after it's this. A booklet. So. It's yeah. It's it's a gallon Ziploc bag. Yeah. But you know, you, I'm like you. I do as many hunts as I can a year. Yeah. Well, What's so funny too? Because like, I mean, people are like they're asking me what I'm doing this year, and I explain to them my possible, you know, depending on draw results and all mm-hmm. that bullshit, but. All I know is I'm hunting A Zone blacktails next year, uh-huh.
1: and I'm gonna try to shoot another bear with my bow in B Zone. Yeah, and I'm gonna try really hard to get Jamie on a buck. Yeah, and I'm gonna shoot turkeys. Yeah, and pig hunt. But other than that, I could be in Nevada. It could be in Arizona. It could be in Utah. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna maybe I'll do an over the counter hunt in Idaho. Yeah.
0: You know it's. Well, it's and this has kind of been my breakdown. And this is where I'm at. This is gonna be. My last year, probably, where I am seriously, specifically targeting mule deer, right? Doesn't mean that I'm going to stop hunting mule deer, right? But I'm going to stop specifically targeting mule deer. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of my goal here this year. So I've got a couple hunts lined out that hopefully, depending on points and and whatever I got going on, could be really, really good for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me know if you want help.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna draw any good tags this year. So For I'm sure, be happy
0: to go. For sure, um, you know I know I'm I'm looking at my Montana hunt. Probably gonna be solo this year, which I'm I'm fine with that. You know, I mean, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it ain't gonna affect me none. Yeah, um, and then uh, I've got anyways. I got a, a, a stack out right, yeah. and then my my 2020. I am gonna be focused a lot on elk
1: that's where i'm gonna be
0: right I'll have 14 points in arizona by then yeah yeah fuck. so it's time to cash in cash in yeah. dude um and what that looks like for me is hopefully getting in the range somewhere over 350 you know 350 mm-hmm. class bowl and i will specifically get three or four different elk hunts out of state um maybe a mule deer hunt out of state yeah but as a backup as while a backup, you're, while you're elk but, but predominantly, I'll be just focused on trying to get elk hunt after elk hunt. And then uh, I will, uh, 21 is going to be. So, right now in the background, I'm really gearing up towards focusing solely on sheep hunting and doing sheep hunting.
1: You know, it's interesting you say that because. Uh, Jamie and I are paying for most of the wedding. Yeah. So she taught me to save money. Yeah. And I said, babe, as soon as this wedding's over and we're done with student loans, sheep I hunting. really want to talk about saving money for a sheep hunt.
0: Yeah. Because Well, we should know, talk yeah. about saving some money together for some sheep hunts, yeah. maybe. You
1: know, um, I'd love to do it. Because
0: I've I've got my eye on a couple hunts, and I've got my eye on a couple of different people that are helping me navigate it uh-huh. because I'm absolutely ignorant to majority of sheep hunting.
1: It's, it's a treacherous thing to jump into unless you're –
0: a millionaire
1: in, or a millionaire but even like yeah. you know if you're a guide and you and you hunt, and you you know guide sheep guys all the time yeah yeah you can figure it out talk to guys in the industry you know yeah. talk to other guides you know but if if you're just a young buck trying to get into it yeah. you don't want to go drop that kind of money on a shitty hunt or yeah. or the wrong
0: area just yeah. because you just don't know it yeah you know my my goal is that by tw- by the time I'm 45 I want to fill my my grand slam. slam yeah that's you know it's doable it's totally doable. It's doable and somewhere in there i will be seriously attempting my um north american elk slam solely out of california so that i'll uh, kill all 3 cuz we're the only state in the nation yeah. that has all 3 so i want to kill all 3 that's some that's some cost change. money that's gonna sure. cost some money so we we'll can draw those tags. So <laughs> we we'll I mean. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I mean, anyway, I'm fucked. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah. look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's my that's my goal. Is 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 I want to get a North American elk slam all by forty five in California. And I want to get, and that's going to be PLM tags. Period. Yeah. yeah. And I want to get my my sheep slam. I like it out of you know. That's good. But, so to that's, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, Just keep what, raising the bar. Well, no, you gotta keep the bar. high. For the fucking stuff. You gotta
1: keep the bar high. Yeah. I mean, at totally. that point you get you get if you get comfortable shooting fork and horns all the time, you're never gonna shoot anything better than a fork and horn. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, prime example, there's a guy who I was uh with this year during archery season in California, opening day. And um he shot forking horns for twelve years. Mm hmm. Right. And this year he shot a four x four with a cheater,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it had a—I mean, it—it it had a black tail. But yeah. we're in the high country, okay. so it's, yeah. it's, it's probably right. a hybrid. But, but
1: still, that's still no—even in California, that's yeah. that's no feat. I mean, that's,
0: a D, that's good. A D zone public land four x five, to smoke with a cheater. Buck. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's fucking nuts, man. Heck
1: yeah you know so now he's probably set next buck he shoots is that uh, he probably won't be a fork more.
0: yeah you know yeah he has a little bit better of a feeling for holding out yeah you know? yeah and you know you hold out you see cool shit. yeah and, and not only that but he's a great dude and he's always kicking around on the mountain with his son dude they're always having a yeah. blast you know I've run into him a couple years now and they're just great people. Yeah, you know, I was so pumped. I was so pumped when he shot that buck. Dude. If
1: you yeah. want to shoot all fork and horns, power to you. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just
0: get outside. Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: and whatever. Can, to contribute, contribute to cons- conservation. Buy for tags sure.
0: for sure. You know. So, what is your what are you what are you looking for 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 twenty nineteen? What's your twenty nineteen season look like?
1: Twenty nineteen is going to be a little interesting. Uh, my main focus
0: is going to be getting um, married. Getting married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting married in June. Uh, then so wait you're not getting married during a deer season no we planned that no archery season no, wedding no. Anthony no yeah Anthony what the hell man that's not the <laughs> smartest move no no uh October or September no, wedding no uh,
1: I feel bad for my dad his uh, his anniversary is in October mm-hmm. and he didn't plan that well when yeah. he was you know our age
0: mm-hmm. and he hears it every year when uh funny family story when my cousin got married for her first time this was back in like oh i don't know 2013 or something 2014 um she planned her wedding around our hunting season you have to because she knew she knows that none of us would be there I mean, not that, every one of my groomsmen hunts. Yeah, and I will not, and they all take
1: it as seriously as I do. Yeah, I will not ask them to do that. Yeah. I've,
0: I've, I have not been to so many weddings of so many people I grew up with, and I catch so much shit for it. But none of them are hunters. None of bad. them understand. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. You get if there's a, a if wedding, there's a wedding between this time and that time, dude. I'm not going to be there. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it, it's funny. Or it better be on a Tuesday down the street. Well, to to bag on Anthony here for a minute. Um. when he told me when he was getting married and he told me it was the Friday before opener of my hunting <sighs> yeah, season yeah. I was like you're lucky it's Friday because it's Saturday and I was know. like I do not take time off of work for anything other than hunting or hunting related activities and I was like I will take that Friday off to come to your wedding because it's you mm-hmm. but if your wedding was on Saturday I wouldn't be there and he's inside the wedding. This is after the ceremony, everything like it's like eight o'clock at night, and I'm smoking a backwoods outside. And he comes out there, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and kind of you know we queer out for a minute, mm-hmm. and then he 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 looks at me, and I'm like, the mountains are calling, dude. I must go. I didn't even say it. he's all just go. Mm-hmm. He's all get out of here, John dude. Muir yeah. Yeah. And I was like it's just so Yeah. It was so it was just so funny yeah, the way that played out. He knew it too. And he was like the whole day he's like how bad are you cringing, dude? How oh, bad you how bad you want to get up on the mountain? That's dude? not okay. And I was like Ugh! that's not okay. But, you know, I made it up there and Yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, it was fun. It was a good wedding. Nice. Beautiful time.
1: Yeah, so 19
0: get wed get wed.
1: Yeah, you know do our honeymoon we could probably hunt while on our honeymoon Hawaii yep yeah makes and then, sense uh,
0: June wedding yeah nice I have a wedding I have to go to yeah. in June and then we'll see how it all goes uh, it's kind of we'll
1: hunt our A zone B zone mm-hmm. and then out of state we're still up in the air might go chase goats in Wyoming mm-hmm. might go do an over the counter hunt in Idaho speed goats yeah I, I want to get a speed goat and it's yeah there's good draws yeah you know it doesn't there's a lot of them for sure oh, high success rate
0: right yeah i mean for the most part for me like what i do out of state is all general you know over the I mean, my stuff
1: is i'd say probably say 50 50 or yeah. low most stuff's easy to draw easy yeah
0: yeah for sure
1: i mean i got my sleeper arizona with big points and you know we're talking about stacking points in colorado for something big yeah but you know you gotta go yeah you can't draw a hunt
0: You know I can't I can't hunt if I'm waiting to draw points. Exactly. And then you're gonna suck
1: ass as a hunter or not be what you should be for a tag that took you fifteen years to draw. Yeah. You know
0: my goal is to hunt as much as I can. Yeah. So when it's time and you draw that big tag. I don't have any You don't have any of it? I mean I don't have any like major load of that. I have my most points that I have is in Nevada.
1: okay it
0: ain't that many. Or you're at California elk points. I know you got a shitload of those. I don't want to
1: talk about it. Yeah, exactly. you <laughs> elk enough so when you finally draw your California tag, yeah. you're going to be, you know, yeah. it's not like you're hunting elk for the first time.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's dive into something a little different, dude. Tell okay. me about turkey hunting.
1: Turkey hunting. Uh, I absolutely love to turkey hunt. Yeah. Turkey hunting is probably one of my favorite things to do. And turkey
0: season's coming up yes, at the end is. of March. Yes, it is. March 30th, uh-huh. I think, is the opening day for right. turkey this year. Yeah. Uh,
1: turkey hunting. We hunt turkeys like you would hunt elk. Uh huh. Um, we run and gun. We set up a car. You know, and are you doing archery? you doing shotgun? Are you doing, all, all or are you doing both? All, all
0: archery. archery. Yeah. Unless oh, I have really? a youth yeah. who
1: doesn't, you know, if I have a youth who might bring the shotgun out, uh-huh. you know, just so he can do it. And, you yeah. Know, so he can plug one. Yeah, he can off. plug one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, we got a seminar at West Coast that mm-hmm. Hans and I are going to host on uh, March 8th. Yeah. Um, we're kind of going to go over our styles of hunting and, you know, what we each do differently. Yeah. And in calling animals, I'm really into,
0: it, you know. So are you running a box call or are you running everything, everything? Everything.
1: Most of the time i lay out two slates with a handful of different scratchers and, mm-hmm. uh, I'll put a read in my mouth for when it's time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to plug them. Um, and usually we set up, um, shooter in front, caller in the back with the decoys in front of them, mm-hmm. you know. What kind je- of decoys are you running? AvianX. Avian yeah, X. AvianX. usually yeah. Change it up, depends how hot the birds are, we'll run, you know, f- full strutter, or, you know, Jake, or a single hen, or... I've
0: seen the Jake's just wreck on some fucking, and Tom's just mm-hmm. wreck on some decoys. And that's dude. the coolest part, you know, you got
1: a turkey beating the shit out of another turkey decoy yeah. at five yards, you yeah. know, it's it's cool to see, it's fine, yeah. you know? It's nuts, dude. It's It's no different than elk hunting except it's uh, in the fact that you, the animal gets riled up, wants to fight, wants to come in hot, Yeah. you know? But, you know, you don't have to hike miles and miles and miles and miles, and...
0: And the target only weighs ten. 15, yeah, the, yeah. Big one's twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: You know, and you can still be you know eat breakfast at nine o'clock. Yeah. And
0: so when you are you sitting in the blind? No. Or do you set up, what, set up? How do you set we, up?
1: We set up on you know a lot of wood lines. You know certain cover. Let and them walk you, past you. Do you run
0: full camo? Full face, camo. Everything. 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 Okay.
1: Um, you know, it's funny. The Toms will see you when I'm deer hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, five hundred yards away. Really? Yeah. Like they just know they pick you out but when it's when it's spring season they're going they're they're hot to trot they're coming in yeah and they don't you know either they look right past you they don't pay attention they're not you know they're they're retting <laughs> yeah you know, seriously you know? right yeah I'm trying to fuck we still sure. we still keep full camo and everything but uh uh-huh. yeah it's the only time i don't wear you. really yeah so what are you running for camera? some real tree you know max four real tree hd i i just I just believe that they see that a little bit different. Yeah. They see well, color. So it's, I, I think that they see the. It plays difference. a bigger factor in the yeah.
0: whole field. Because one guy hit me up last year. We were blind hunting. Anthony and I went out and mm-hmm. did, a, did a turkey hunt with Chris Hall. And, uh. That guy lays down some animals. Chris Hall lays yeah. down some yeah. fucking studs. Yeah, Anthony just wrapped up a podcast with oh, him the cool. other night. I'm to listen to that. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. Uh. But, uh. One of the guys uh, Chris Stone uh-huh Chris, he is another he is
1: in my opinion one of these silent California killers
0: you know and I'm at war with him in in direct messaging each other dude I where know, you I've get been him telling, on a podcast Oh yeah oh I, there, there's not if I'm getting him on a podcast yeah. him and uh, Joe, Joe freighter. yeah those two guys I can't he said Joe wouldn't do it he might do it. Yeah, that's, he he might do yeah, it. Those guys, those guys kill some big bucks. Yeah, they kill some big bucks. They yeah, put they down turkeys. My, they make my big bucks look small. They put down turkeys. Yeah. You know they. Put so how all... Joe hunts turkeys is a lot how I hunt turkeys. Okay.
1: You know on the ground. Yeah. In your face, you know, you know, hot action, just yeah, real intense type stuff.
0: Well, something that Chris had pointed out was, hey, dude, if you're gonna hunt turkeys, you need to have a better camo on, mind you. I was all the pictures. I wasn't in the pictures because mm-hmm. I was taking the pictures, and we were in a blind. And I was wearing solid black, yep. so it made more sense in my mind to wear solid. black of course, and yeah. Wear camo colors in the blind, um, but he was like, "Dude, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna be out there, you know, running Verde 2.0 is always a good idea." because the birds can actually see you. They'll yeah. pick up bias. Is yeah. what he use saying. Oh, 100%.
1: Saying. I only wear Vias, Yeah. Too. So it's yeah. I, I mean,
0: know. my entire wardrobe essentially is Vias. I have, yeah. you know, I just sold all my Verde mm-hmm. original, the OG Verde. Yeah. Right? The original gangster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept all my 2.0 strictly for turkey hunt. Turkey hunt. Yeah. And when I get out to turkey hunt this year, and, yeah.
1: I think they you see know. you if you're not
0: wearing something exact to what your your surroundings. For sure. So when you're looking at, when you're looking for a bird, are you, are you looking at beards? Are you, I mean, are you taking it to that level or are you just trying to kill a bird? Uh, Usually what happens in, um, I'll put the people I'm going to try to hunt with first. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, usually my dad tries to kill a bird first. If I can get, um, somebody else on another property, they'll kill a bird and then I'll just try to kill a bird afterwards. Yeah. Um, if there's something unique on the property, I'll target it. Yeah, but really, I mean, I don't, I don't really. Whether it's a nine inch or a ten inch or eight and a yeah. quarter inch beard, we usually let the Jakes go, but you know, Jakes got a tiny little yeah, becker beard. Tech, yeah, yeah. And usually, when you call Jake in, it's usually gonna piss off the Tom anyway, so you know, <laughs> the Tom will come in afterwards.
0: Yeah, come come fucking around and find know. out. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you tell someone that maybe was gonna go try and hunt some turkey this year? Uh,
1: turkeys are a pest animal to a lot of rich people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a secret. I know a lot of guys that have a lot of really cool turkey spots because, you know, so and so doesn't like their turkey strutting on their, you know, behind their pool or whatever. Yeah, um, the, come you know, and get rid of them because there are 30 them. or 40 exactly. of them. Exactly. You know, we going were, in a line you're in
0: my downtown. House. You see yep. them in Petaluma all the time. In my I'm driveway. Like, exactly. And I live in a neighborhood. Exactly. And turkeys show up mm-hmm. in my fucking driveway. Yeah. The, was it last year during turkey season you could call one in from here no turkey walked up into my driveway and i was i was outside and i looked around the corner took a fucking big old shit on your truck too or what and no not on my truck dude i would have shot him <laughs> took a big old shit in my driveway and then walked back down the street uh-huh. down the road out of my life forever Yep. It's like, I thanks. Can bud. It. I can believe it. 100%. You just fucking rocked my driveway, uh-huh. dude. And they take big old turds. Oh, yeah. Dude.
1: And that's the thing. They don't want them shitting on people's driveways yeah. or, you know, behind the porch. gross. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. It stinks. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would ask around. And then public land, you can still do it public land. Yeah. Um, you know, I know a few guys that kill decent uh, per-
0: turkeys public land. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dude, I've seen. Um, I've seen a lot of turkeys actually public land.
0: God, who killed a great bird? I think Doug and. Uh, Kirk both killed good birds last year together. I know they were turkey hunting last year together a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then I know Doug's brother, too, put down a real nice yep. bird, too. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that was last year. Yeah. Might have my years fucked up. Either way, you can get after them. Turkeys are fun. For sure. And something to do is we
1: can't shed hunt. Like, we can, but it's not as good. Yeah. Like, you know, other guys across
0: the, you know, western states. Yeah. So turkey hunting something to do right. Right, during the during the spring right well you know it's funny you say that cuz like i always joke with people like man if we can kill california if we can kill deer in california public land hunting out of state is more of a breeze oh well so if if you're as committed to, uh, as hunting yeah if you're as committed to hunting as we are guys like you and me yep if you lay down animals in california consistently mm-hmm. on public land you go out of state it's
1: gonna be. i be better. betting a lot of money. You're outworking most of the locals who still kill bigger bucks than you could ever think of.
0: Because they know them.
1: Because, because it's
2: they
1: their, their backyard. Them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I've hunted a lot of states now, and you know, I might not have killed in a lot of out of states, uh, out of the states. Yeah. But I know that we work harder than most other people. Yeah. What we come from.
0: Yeah. For sure. So we talked about turkey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about bear. We've talked about elk. Mm-hmm. We talked a bunch about A zone and B zone and mm-hmm. and venison and deer. So, for you, what's your favorite wild game dish to cook? And I ask you this, a because I just love to talk about food because okay. it's so goddamn yep. delicious. We are Bay Area. We're kind of foodies. We are yeah. right, yeah. Especially out of Sonoma mm-hmm. County, a little yeah, you know hipster foodie yeah. kind of people. Um, I came to your house uh-huh. last winter, maybe? Yeah. it was in the springtime. in early spring. Yeah. And we talked about a bunch about hunting, and we talked about all different kinds of stuff. Yep. Mind you, we were eating ribeye steaks. Uh-huh. But my mouth is already... I'm getting hungry. Wet. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> right? Yeah. Don't you even... Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> that's gay. Or... Uh,
1: <laughs> fuck, dude. Uh, a little inside joke. So you there. were,
0: Sorry. yeah, no, no, it's all good. So you were cooking food. Yeah, I came over. You cooked two, three ribeye steaks, three rib B- Brussels sprouts. Yep. Broccoli? No broccoli. Uh, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. But you also did. <laughs> fuck, you did a butter,
1: uh-huh. blue cheese. Yeah, it was a butter, a butter blue cheese. Uh,
0: sauce sauce on top of the steaks which was to die for so i know that you can cook yeah like i like cooking i've i've eaten food that you've cooked yeah you're fucking you're dynamite uh, with s- cooking still try and get your flip-flop recipe but yeah, yeah. it's not gonna I happen know. i appreciate okay. the effort but what would you say your favorite <laughs> game what's your favorite game dish favorite game cook? dish um
1: i like to keep it simple mm-hmm. i like eating sausages Dude, aren't
0: they so but
1: easy? It's easy. I yeah. mean, I'm a, a cook quick, go to bed type yeah. of guy. I get up early. Well,
0: you know, and it's funny. So you showed me last year, because I do sausages a lot. Same. I go I go get sausages made down the street here. Uh-huh. Probably the same spot you go to. Um, and uh, last year you brought Bavarian cheddar. It was a Bavarian cheese snow goose. Snow goose.
1: And yes, they are the carp of the sky, but... That actually tastes oh, like a
0: freaking my pur-truck. god! Yeah, I'm getting so like last year, I got 150 pounds of sausage made, mm-hmm. and I did jalapeno artichoke heart, and that's a good one. Something, and and I did I did four different kinds. I did the chili cheese, uh-huh. and a oh, couple we had that other. We that I like that one. That yeah, one I, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd probably get that one. But the problem is when you get 50 fucking pounds of it... You get sick of it. You're done. Yeah, right. I'm sick of it. So the, so the jalapeno cheddar, I could eat all year long. Mm-hmm. The bratwurst, I could eat all year long. Yeah, that's right? how it, the Bavarians, we could eat all year long. The Bavarian, I feel like... We do that all year long. I'll I, I'll be able to do that all year long. So that I'll be doing Bavarian and cheddar this year yeah. because you showed me that That's a last year. That was a great fucking sausage. That's probably my favorite wild game to cook and eat. But if I have to, if I have to make a
1: dish, yeah. If you're making something, making a dish, um, I like to take either a, a venison roast uh-huh. or duck breast. It kind of goes both ways. Yeah, um, butterfly cream cheese in the middle, anaheim mm-hmm. pepper in the middle, mm-hmm. pre-cook some bacon, and each, you know, cooking it's a little bit different if it's rather, you know, waterfowl or venison. You yeah. Know, if it's a roast, it takes longer, of course, you got to put it in the oven. Yeah. And I wrap it in bacon and then cook it that way. Really? Yeah. If They're like duck poppers. If you're doing them off waterfowl, mm-hmm. barbecue it. When the bacon's done, the bird's done. Mm-hmm. For a venison roast. So when you do a duck popper, how are you doing that? Same way. I do the venison and the duck same way. You butterfly it open, mm-hmm. fill it with cream cheese. Mm-hmm. I like to put pepper jack cheese, too, on there, too. Just pepper jacks and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Throw an Anaheim pepper in there. Mm-hmm. A full pepper? You no, just it cut, cut it yeah. up. Close it and wrap it in bacon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then barbecue it. Yeah. When the bacon's done, that means that the duck breast is done.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, if you're doing it on a venison roast, I like to pre-cook the bacon a little bit. Uh-huh. And then put it in the oven or broil mm-hmm. for for probably twenty minutes. Yeah. And then you know stick a thermometer in it and
0: make sure you're you know make sure your meat's at one hundred degrees. Yeah. Because venison has to be rare. I you and know, know and I love said. people that overcook venison because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Shit, dude, I'm you can't sorry. do that. Yeah. That's a crime against. It, it is. That should be like wanton waste. It is. It, you it know what I mean? Be. It should. It should be. be. Yeah. Because like and that's why I like sausages because you can't screw it up. Yeah. You know? Oh, you
1: overcooked it. Okay, we'll put some mustard on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right yeah it's it's funny to me because people people are always like oh i've had venison i don't want to try venison the way you cook it and i'm like no trust me you mm-hmm. do. pay attention people don't pay attention to how they take care of their meat and what they do
1: and how they let mm-hmm. stuff dry aged and you know it's it's a million I'm, different. Yeah, things. you know, I, I'm the special chef, but I understand. Get the get the hide off of it, keep it clean, yeah. get it cold, yeah. let it sit. Yeah. Once it's defrosted, let it sit a little bit more. Yeah. And then cook it, and don't overcook it. Yeah. You know, if you like the taste of venison or whatever game, mm-hmm. salt so. and pepper. If you don't, you can just go buy a craft Italian marinade, throw that puppy in there, and let it sit for four yeah. hours, and you got a different flavor. Yeah.
0: I mean, for sure, it's, it's it's not hard to eat your wild game right. at all. Right? Yeah. You know, it's it's good. Well, that's why we kill it, right? Yeah. Exactly. To eat it. To eat it. Yeah, it's a you know, it's I mean there's so many dishes that are so good. I mean obviously my favorite is always gonna be the flip flop. You know, yep. just I just love the gathering behind that's, it. That's that's the other thing. I like cooking for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, it's like and that's you know, it's something kind of that was just taught to me at an early age, you yeah. know, is is uh A lot of our venison growing up or, you know, big game, stuff like that, always would go to big parties,
2: right? Yep, yep.
0: You know, so I really started taking that on when I really started getting a lot more passionate about hunting. And Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I remember one year I did, I did like a a venison flip-flop. I did like 45 elk burgers and like, you know what I mean? we're going to be doing that. Oh, dude, dude you are ass, you ready to cook for the I'll be oh, Standing
1: right next to you, either flipping sausages or, or we'll be maybe cooking meat patties. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean but the honorary shop grill that's outside, sitting down at the shop. <laughs> yeah. Right now, that I haven't picked up since. I right. Leave it there. Yeah, we got. It. Well, I always joke with Hans. He's like, "You gonna take your grill?" And I was like, "Ah, uh, not yet." No. And then, and we then, then he's, he's what like, the "Next cool. barbecue, we're gonna be having in there." He's like, "Are you gonna take it?" And then I'll go take it. And then, like two weeks later, we'll plan a fucking barbecue off the mm-hmm. fly. I'm like, really? sure. left. Leave me That's in. one thing I love about that shop too. Is it's it's a
1: fun atmosphere. Yeah. You know, you walk into like yeah. like a golf pro shop or something, and everyone kind of looks at you. You gotta be yeah. serious. Yeah. Like that. You know, like no, we're we're all archers. We're all there, yeah.
0: like-minded conservationists. We yeah. want to have fun. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm I'm actually really excited. Adrian and I are working together, and and uh, oh, she is gonna build me or we're going to work together and come up with a podcasting studio in the yeah, room. Yeah, I heard that in the back room. Yeah, in the back room, Yeah, which I'm really excited about. Heck you yeah. Know? It'll be really nice to have a spot mm. other than you sitting in my bedroom because, I mean, there's my bed, but Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, don't no, tell your wife, but she might find out. But, it, you know, it brings new people into the shop, and they can
1: understand, like, what it's all about, yeah. you know? Because yeah. there's a lot of guys that are like me and you and, you know, want good stuff done yeah you know i mean yeah. they you know and, and you, you don't have to order it online even if you tune your own boat great yeah. you know but if you want to go look at the new tripans or whatever broadhead in, yeah. your, in your hand or you i mean hans
0: it. has that block that yeah, has exactly. all the different broadheads exactly in it, and it puts
1: you face to face with other like-minded guys yeah you know
0: well not you know one of my favorite things that i'll do on a friday you know i get off work there. at noon yeah. and i'll go sit at the shop for three or four hours mm-hmm. and and the best part for me is I get to talk hunting with anybody who walks through that door yep, that hunts. Yep, exactly. And that's so much fun for me. Yep. That's all I want to do all the time because Same. I'm retarded for hunting. It's twenty four
2: seven. And it's, unfortunately, it's we round. live in
0: the Bay Area where like everybody I work with probably Doesn't is not hunting. So I really yeah. just have to keep my fucking mouth shut. Yeah. For my the most my part. partner's my boss. Yeah, right. so, well, lucky so, you. Yeah, we get to talk about yeah. hunting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't have that luxury. They're yeah. not anyways yeah anyways um so let's talk a little bit about keto okay because you've been doing keto for a long time yeah keto weirds me out and 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 here's why and I have a ton of literature you guys gave me about keto diet which Uh I've gone through I have my own literature I've got Um, recipe books for it somewhere sitting over here uh-huh. about all different kinds of meals. The best part about keto, I will say this: all the meals that I found in cookbooks and recipe books Bomb. are all like that's my type of yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, like. But the weird thing for me is like, all right, everybody's like going to ketosis and fucking keto this and, <laughs> and keto, keto that, that yeah. blah blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. The weird thing for me is like, I just don't feel comfortable tricking my body into burning fat as its primary thing and loading on fat, right? The loading on fat is a hard part for me to understand. I understand that once you start loading on fat and you go into ketosis, your body is burning. Adapted. It's fat adapted. It's burning all the fat. It's uh-huh. getting rid of all the fat, you know, and all that. So, But hold on real uh-huh. quick. At the same time, like, so when 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 they do like a pate,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like liver yep, pate yep. or foie gras you know, or whatever it's yep, called. yep. How do they do that? They load these birds with fat. Okay, on a fog wall, yeah. Until they die. And then they harvest them. I mean, essentially. Uh, And then they harvest them for their liver because their liver is just fat rich. Yeah. And it's a delicacy uh, shit. So, like, I could harvest you right now for your liver. I don't have any fat on me. I know, but your liver... Is fat rich, right? Because that's all you've been doing is processing all the fat, right? Okay. Are the are the birds retaining the fat in their liver? Am I missing something here? I think you're missing something there because I'm, I'm burning. I'm I don't burning know. Fat anybody that's listening search. to this, yeah. And if I'm missing something and my comparison is fucked up, like enlighten me, please, because this is where I so have my dilemma. If you want to compare it to those birds, right? Yeah. Those birds get fed, you know,
1: essentially a high sugar diet. You know, like uh-huh. stuffing for corn and that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, They're not moving. You know? Yeah. So I, I'm moving. I'm using my fat as, as my fuel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So You're the, burning it up. Yeah. Off. So my fat, my liver does Which not, is, part is of not ketosis. holding fat. Yeah. Right? Okay. So that that's kind of where you're, you're missing it. Okay. Like if you're using your fat as a fuel source, and that doesn't mean your body fat. That can mean fat, you know, healthy fats. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I have an like avocado, coconut oil, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, butter, heavy cream. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. It doesn't – just because you eat fats doesn't make, it make you fat.
0: Yeah. And if, Not you, like Jack in the Box. Yeah. But, I mean, if you overeat, you know – Which I do every single day of my it, life. I'm well, really good at overeating.
1: I can be. Yeah. But, you know, if you overeat on keto, you you will gain weight. Oh, really? You know, oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, the whole thing about keto is learning to use your fat – fats – as your fuel source, uh-huh. right? You become fat adapted. You go into ketosis. Your body learns to process fats. Your mm-hmm. body fat, the fats you intake, right? So, so you still need to be at a calorie deficit if you want to lose weight. Okay, right? Yeah. And, but your body's using fats, and yeah. there is no up and down of eating carbs. Uh huh. And that's that's kind of where it's at. I mean, like I could, I've maintained, you know, since hunting season, mm-hmm. right around 168 pounds, 170 pounds. Yeah. And not I'm, going to the gym. But I've got up like
0: 18 or 20 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> <Seasoned> exactly. <it. laughs> I mean, but like hunting season,
1: yeah, I might drop down mm-hmm. cuz I'm busting ass.
0: But, you know, you're
1: still eating fats. Yeah. You know, I also starving.
0: haven't been going to the gym since yeah. I busted my ankle bet. out. So. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah, keto, I think keto is the way to go. I think it's the most mm-hmm. for me, it's the most sustainable thing that I have um In a nutrition wise, I mean, every year before keto, before I did keto, I'd gain weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before deer season, I'd bust my ass, try to take it off because I'm not going to be fat when it's time to, you know, hike the hills and do what I want to do. Get out there and get after. Exactly. I mean, not saying that fat guys can't do it, but it's much easier to be in shape during honey season. Yeah. You know, and keto has been something that's been sustainable for me for the last like three, four years. Yeah. You know, I, I keep an even keel every year. Yeah. I eat. happy i'm you know i don't go full i mean i don't go i don't go hungry yeah you know there is no up and down and energy spikes so when you started keto Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what was your weight drop
1: when i first got on keto for sure uh i was 230 pounds Mm -hmm. and i dropped down to 170 in about a year's time 60 pounds Uh Uh, with no exercise you know it was just you know not going to the gym really and then uh, I started exercising and really tracking what I do and mm-hmm. tracking my food. Uh, got down to 153 pounds. Yeah. I mean, just so you guys know, we got five 5'9. Yeah. Um, not built big. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big yeah, guy. Yeah, like, we're you know? like the exact same yeah. size. You know, um, yeah. did a DEXA scan just to see kind of where I was at and see where my fat levels were and everything. And, at 153 pounds, I was still at 16% body fat, mm-hmm. and that was going to the gym every day for three months straight, you know, mm-hmm. strong, lifting heavier than most guys would, Yeah, you know, and then kind of float around 165 to 170. Yeah. For me, I like... I like That's where I feel comfortable is one. My comfortable
0: spot is between 160 and 165. I really like that weight. Yeah. We're built like about the same. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you feel fine at 180. It's not a question of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. So, and the, so, and the reason why I'm bringing up the keto is I know that you've been dedicated to it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've eaten keto meals with you before. It's delicious. The food is fucking phenomenal, which I've said and I can't say enough. Uh
2: huh.
0: Right. You know. So when you went into ketosis, like people talk about the keto flu, uh
2: uh-huh.
0: Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. What was your? Did you have that? Did you go through a keto I was, flu? I was or? tired.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie and I have been doing it together. Yeah.
0: So a lot of the friends we hang out with, you know, Alan and Hoagie and Hans does it now. Yeah. But I, I was tired. I know, cause I so I used to call when I go to the bow shop. I'd call him every every day on my way down. Yeah. You like, want a hey, Lombardi's or you, you I'm want going a to the burrito man. Exactly. What do you? I'm going to the burrito spot. What do you want? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, fucking goddamn it. If that's the shitty part about it. Sometimes <laughs> it's like,
1: fuck, dude, I could use a sandwich. You know, yeah. Really like yeah. You know, I want that French fries with the burger. Yeah. You know? It's different. Yeah. You got to kind of really get used to it. You
0: got to get used to no carbs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. The keto flu didn't really hit me. Uh-huh. It hit Jamie a little bit, a little bit more, but I was, you know, keep up on your electrolytes and
0: you're staying hydrated and you're fine. And that, from what people have said, is like a tablespoon of salt, essentially. You could fucking if you're, rack if you're down some of it, salt. you're yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I've been, this whole podcast, I've been drinking electrolytes.
1: Really? You know? Which is just salt water? Or? No, this is a... Um, a zip fizz, which is high in potassium and easy. In oh, that's sodium. right. You
0: guys all fucking take those. Yeah, dude, zip
1: fizz. Zip fizz. Yeah. Really. And there's a bunch of other supplements you could take. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, there's. And th- you're in low sugar, right? Zero sugar. So what's that yeah. like? It's easy. Uh huh. It's easy. I do no, you get.
0: I, you can get sugars from fruits and vegetables, or
1: I don't eat fruits personally. Mm-hmm. You can on keto. There's like you know, get out some blueberries. Cause I love fucking
0: pineapple, man. That's a no. Yeah. <laughs> strong, Just yeah, straight up strong. I mean, like, you can
1: eat like, some blueberries type yeah. of thing. Roadblock. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, you, you get off of being tired up and down and like, I have to eat.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah.
1: it's, it's five o'clock. I have not eaten since seven o'clock yesterday. Are you kidding me? I, yeah, I'm, I feel perfectly fine. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I purposely intermittent fast with it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna eat all my. Well, I do calories. intermittent fasting? Yeah, I'm a firm believer in intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I try not to eat after uh, after six six thirty. Yeah, so you're like a sixteen eight 8 type of thing. Sixteen eight for sure. Right? So I start eating at ten thirty in the in the morning. Yeah, and I stop eating it. I, I try to have my last meal finished by six thirty. Yeah, definitely. You know.
1: And today I kind of want to do, you know, yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday, so I like, ate more than I normally would have. And...
0: So when you do like a Super Bowl Sunday, do you go fucking off the rails? No, no, God no. Um, you can't. You, uh-huh. You can't.
1: One, because it wrecks you. You know, if you're fat adapted and you're not eating carbs and you go, you know, have a burrito with rice and yeah. a piece of pizza and, you know, all the good foods that you used to eat, it, it, it will buckle you. Yeah. You know? And everybody's a little different on what, how it buckles you. Yeah. But
0: it, for me, I can't do it. So, like, when you're on keto uh-huh. and you go into the backcountry, uh-huh. how does that fuck with you? It's actually really easy. Really? It's super easy. Because most, I hate you. Most why is people, you.
1: Why are you justifying this to me? I'm, I'm going to justify it right here. Right? Justify so it to me. Anybody that's, like, seriously in the backcountry knows that higher fat foods equals lo- more calories. Mm-hmm. More calories, you you know... You want to really count your count your ounces, right? Yeah. So you're already eating heavy nuts. Yeah. Right? You're already eating peanut butters. Mm-hmm. You're already eating tuna fish with olive oil, right? Those are all keto foods. Yeah. Right. So you don't eat the crackers that go with with the tuna, right? Mm-hmm. You don't eat the chocolate M Ms that you could buy in your trail mix. You eat straight macadamia nuts instead or mm-hmm. almonds, mm-hmm. right? The only part where you have a little bit trick is you know your dinner. You know if you are mu- or if you're weight conscious, you have salami and hard cheeses Mm -hmm. right you know or if you're not weight conscious i should say you have salami and hard cheeses right yeah if you know or you pay attention to like you know your dehydrated foods Mm -hmm. i use uh next mile meals Mm -hmm. which is a super low carb um it's actually a bay area company they're based out of san francisco and they're called what uh next mile meals next mile meals correct okay um Low carb, healthy foods. It's not a mountain house, right? Yeah, it's whole foods. Yeah, it's whole foods. It's not going to yeah. wreck you, and it's but it's keto based, right? Mm-hmm. So it's she, it was a lady who hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, blah blah blah. She needed foods that were low, you know, low weight, not high calorie keto house. foods, not mountain <laughs> house, and not like Heather's choice where it's like you know something chili, you know, Sockeye chili or whatever that's full of beans and carbs. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's I'm sure it's great for you if you eat carbs. Yeah. So I mean, between those right there, I mean. Macadamia nuts, peanut butters, um, you know, dark chocolate you're allowed to have. Yeah. Just
0: high in calories. Like 98%. Yeah.
1: Or I, I eat 80s, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I love, like, I love gnarly, like 98% chocolate, mm-hmm. cocoa. Same. Same. Just like that gnarly, bitter. Bitter the better. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So, we're going to just go one step further with this. When you're planning or preparing for a backcountry hunt, you know, you're talking about calories per ounce and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. How many pounds of food are you bringing for yourself per day? Uh, I write everything out and it varies per what.
1: Uh, I write everything out and I, and I bag each thing out for yeah. each day. So if I'm my hiking day, yeah, uh, I'm going to have a little bit more food mm-hmm. um, purpose, on purpose, yeah. you know, and, I, and we purposely stop and eat. You know, because you, you you don't want to hike for four, five, six hours, or even three hours without stopping. Yeah. You know, because it, it you know, you get a little bit of lactic acid build up. You roll. You know, you need to eat. You need to stay hydrated to prepare yourself for the rest of the hunt. Yeah. You know, just because you get hike twelve miles, you need to be able to hunt the rest of the ten days. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, so many guys go in there and then they're wrecked for the rest of the time. Oh, for sure. So, but on average, I'd probably say like one point five pounds, one point uh-huh. seven. I get it under two. Under two pounds. And, and I, then
0: how many calories are you getting per ounce? Uh, usually
1: 1,800 on a light day, okay. but 25 on a 1.7-pound day. Yeah. 2,500 calories for a 1.7-pound Oh, day. really? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, there's there's a few keto foods that I specifically eat, you know, that are super high calorie. You know, uh-huh. I, got, I have, you know, different keto foods that are really good. I'll mail you know, after the podcast and I'll tell you about them. They're yeah. a little expensive, but,
0: yeah. you know,
2: it's worth
1: it, Yeah.
0: Know? Well, I've I've thought about like, how well does bacon keep? Oh, dude, bacon's great. I take a low cook, carb tortilla. If you, if you cook bacon, I've gone I've gone a, a full
1: week on cooked bacon. Really? Easy. Yeah. So like before, I used to make like the butthole sandwiches. whereas before keto would be, you know, peanut butter, bagel, a little bit of honey, and bacon, mm-hmm. and then vacuum seal that puppy. I mean, that's like a two thousand calorie sandwich right there. Isn't that great? Oh, they're fucking
0: delicious. So really quick tangent. I I do. Salami, peanut butter, and cheese on potato bread.
1: Okay, so take all that same meal you just had. Yeah. There's some mayonnaise in there, little mayonnaise packets. Yeah. And put it on a low carb tortilla.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So that's essentially all fats that you just ate with some protein in there. Yeah. It was and with a low carb tortilla, you know, on an average day when I'm not hunting, mm-hmm. I'll keep it under twenty gross carbs a day. Yeah. Or uh, twenty net carbs a day. If yeah. If I'm training, I'll keep it under ten gross a day. Hmm. Hunting. I'm kind of like float around thirty to forty to fifty gross carbs a day because mm-hmm. you know you got to eat, you got to eat a lot of food. While, yeah, while you're for hungry. sure. You know if you're backpacking.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you know if we're hunting from the truck, ultralight truck hunting. Uh, ultralight truck hunting, you know. <laughs> uh, we're we're front country, you know. If we're front yeah. country, we're gonna eat bacon and eggs.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it. Yeah. You know, right there. Yeah. Not far from the truck at all. Yeah. So, do you feel? Like, the keto diet is a sustainable diet?
1: 100%. Yes, I do. As long as you can get past that first month and train yourself not to eat carbs, you know, don't cheat. Uh-huh. You can't cheat on it because it all it does is yo-yos you in and out of ketosis.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Right? <laughs> I mean, like, really, I mean, you, you, you crave, you'll the cravings will go away. Yeah. They go away. And For carbs. For carbs. Because I mean, go through carb cravings, yeah. like, in the middle of the fucking night. Oh, big time. Like, like I need. need carbs. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, of course, you still think of you know, I have cheated on the diet. Yeah. And it doesn't live up to what you want. Uh huh. You know, you, you wish it did, you know, but it, it, it doesn't. Uh, the benefit of it too is the inflammation goes down big time. Uh huh. Right? So there's no carbs to react with, with you to, you know, make your knees hurt, make your back hurt. That doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, inflammation, there's no reactors for
0: inflammation. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So. Going further in, mm-hmm. we partnered with Dead Eye Outfitters. Oh yes, I'm looking forward to this question. We always come up with it's
2: some the most sort of
0: awesome questions you to ask people. On. Fun question, huh? So, a buddy of mine started me on this question. Okay. All right, I've asked this question in three podcasts, none of which have been aired yet. Okay. And yep. I'm going to continue asking this question in every podcast until the first one gets aired because the cat will be out of the bag. Okay. And if you don't like this question, we can totally take it off the podcast. Uh, You're all fucked. Let's fuck. do it. No, You're let's all, wait in. a minute. No, let's jump in. Wait a minute. Let's jump in. So, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of every question, I want you to answer with addicted. Addicted. Addicted, right? Okay, got it. Right? So, when people are obsessed with hunting, the way that you and I are obsessed with hunting. We're addicted, right? yeah. We're totally addicted, oh, right? big time. That's a disease. So, when people, you know, for you, for example, with the keto diet, you know, and, and it's totally a way of lifestyle, everything like that, but I mean, essentially, you're, it's kind of like you're Addicted, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when we love archery to the point that you and I love archery. Addicted. Right? 100%. Completely. Yeah. It's, it's, right?
1: it's, it's disgusting.
0: When you're scrolling through your podcast log mm-hmm. in fucking iTunes mm-hmm. and you're subscribed to how many podcasts? As many as my phone allows. Yeah. Right until your memory is full, uh-huh. it's because
1: I'm addicted,
0: right? Oh, yeah. So, like for someone who smokes entirely too much pot, they are addicted, right? For yeah. someone who drinks way too much booze, addicted, right? Oh, yeah, right, completely, okay, right? So, what hit you in the face last night? <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Nothing did last.
2: Year.
1: <laughs> 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 if you didn't
0: have a mouthful of fucking <laughs> yeah, water and, you, and, in and yeah, water.
1: literally, you you because almost
0: you, you, you
2: spit it back oh, out of yeah. your
0: bottle. I just spit all my water back in my bottle <laughs> because you had a mouthful yep. of water. <coughs> yeah, but
1: that would have been you would have got me there.
0: You, yeah, I mean, you would have rolled right. I, I would have rolled right into that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, right on. That's <laughs> your dead eye minute. Got it. I'm addicted. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. We always have this part of the podcast where we say, where can people find you? You're not on social media, so people can get fucked. Yeah.
1: Uh, Um, I am on Facebook, but really I don't post anything. Yeah. Unless it's got something to do really, 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 that I feel is really, really cool with hunting or something to do with the West Coast archery. Right. Or something to do with Jamie and family. Right. Or, or something really special that my
0: friends did. For sure. Do you have any concluding thoughts before we exit out? Um, yeah. I can come up with something. Yeah.
1: I think get outside. Pay attention to what uh, is going on in the hunting industry. I think that's a big one. Yeah. Just pay attention to what's going on in the hunting industry. You yeah. Know? Just because someone says something about wolves or you know, says something about tags or hunting in general, you know, keep yourself informed on what's going on, just so you know, you know, everything that's really happening. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a, a, hunting should be a sustainable thing, you know, uh, the way it's set up, you know, we fund the money for this, Yeah. you know, conservation and well, yeah.
0: sustainability, right, is like,
1: huge. I mean, I, I work in an industry where sustainability is a big thing. Yeah, and it needs to stay. This is a renewable resource that we need to keep growing. as
0: long as we're managing it correctly. Correct. Which I feel like right now we are, for the most part, except for predator management. I feel like maybe it needs Could be to be a little bit expanded. Looked
1: at. Yeah, yeah. I think you know? it, I, I, but even still, I mean, you talk about predator management. I mean, the state still kills a lot of mountain lions that nobody knows. The about. state kills <laughs> them. Yeah. The state oh, kills for it. sure.
0: I mean, yeah. there's like 50 on the coast this last uh-huh. winter or this exactly. last year. Exactly. And that's right here. Yeah. 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 So. I, I saw a picture of one that got killed. Mm-hmm. It's the largest cat I've seen out of any of the states during cat season. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, is stay, so pay attention. Mm-hmm. Read into things.
0: Mm-hmm. Go science based, not emotion based. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And last but not least, man, what was your favorite piece of gear this year? Favorite
1: piece of gear? Um, I'd probably say my favorite piece of gear was my butt pad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I took a piece of crap old sleeping uh, pad, cut it, mm-hmm. and made a simple little lightweight butt pad for multiple hours of sitting on glass. Right, on, on glass,
0: getting behind the glass. Yeah,
1: that was or that or or binoculars, my suave binoculars.
0: Nice. Either one. Yeah, butt butt pad. Butt pad. Yeah, right on. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. We appreciate it, and. uh. You know, look forward to seeing you more. Yeah. Right on. I like it. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at The Flip Flop Guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.